The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Pizzicato vibe, yes! 
and we are weeknights uh, on Talk Radio. You can listen on DAB, you can download the app, or oh, oh, there's a third option, and I can't remember what it is. You can listen on your generic Bluetooth speaker. Alexa, play Talk Radio. There we go. We're in. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Cass. Two questions for you. I've got two questions for you. We're going to go... We're going in heavy. What's question number one? What happens when you die? Ooh, a very philosophical in question. Isn't it? Isn't it? What happens, Alan? This what a great start to the show. We're asking Alan Caddick the question, what happens when you die? Well, it depends on how well-behaved you are or not. Do you, do you believe that? Seriously, what do you what do you genuinely believe? I believe that everyone has a soul. Yeah, and we all get past in the day of judgment. Wow, there's going to be there's going to be a day of judgment. Yeah. What does what does that entail? I'm not. By the way, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What do you back? that? Yeah, we will. What do you think happens when you die? I'm not going to poo poo anybody's ideas tonight. Because I'm, my, my, we're going to talk about a film that me and Catherine saw that's, that's blown my mind. What and film is that? It's called Afterlife. It's a Japanese film. And I'm just looking at the director's other films on IMDb. They all get 8.1s. They all look nuts. So I'm, I'm going on a little buying spree. Um, but so got I, Godzilla in there. Sorry? You've got Godzilla in there. A little bit racist. Um, so, Alan, tell me. Tell me about this Day of Judgment. What is it? In your, in your world view, what is the Day of Judgment? When we see the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ooh, so now, because uh, I'm not playing dumb, what are they? They are, is that greed? Well. Avarice? Or are they the seven deadly sins? That's the seven deadly sins. The four horsemen is when you see May, Corbyn, Farage and Johnson take over Brexit. Uh, OK, right. OK, Alan, other, other political parties are available. Go and check your... Don't talk about them because there's an election going on! For God's oh, sakes! You, you're an idiot. Shut up. So, okay. So, do you genuinely believe that there, there is going to? But, but hang on a minute. So, if there's a day of reckoning, right? Supposing the day of reckoning to, was tomorrow, what happens to the people who've already died? Do they rise from the dead and get judged again? They become zombies. Flipping it! I don't think you've thought this through properly. Well, there is someone who died the weekend that put the willies on me. Who's put the willies up you? Brian Walden. I'm, I'm Brian Walden. And this is the Walden interview. I can't do him as good as I used to. We had, a, we had a whole tribute to Brian Walden last night. We even played part of the theme tune to the thing. What was the name of... The, what, what group did the theme tune to um, his programme and what was the song called? It was Nantucket Slaywide. Bye. Oh, mountain. It, he's, he's right. We played it yesterday. Hang on a minute. And this, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's 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 a great bit of, I'm going to say... The theme tune to Weekend Well. Here we go. I, I'm going to say it's proggy, but I don't I don't know it well enough. But this this is a great bit of music. It's a theme tune to, to Weekend Well with Brian Walden.
Can't do him as well as I used to, Do you know what a Nantucket sleigh ride is? Isn't that when someone does a dump on the roof of your car? No. No, that's a um that's a Detroit um that's um a Detroit um uh, uh, ice cream or something. Is Look, it? Yeah, it is. It is. Go on. No, I don't know what a Nantucket sleigh ride is. When they used to go um out uh, whaling in New England. Yeah. Uh they used to go and do it obviously Whaling? On... Yeah, whaling. Like singing. No. Oh, Hunting Wales. Hang on a second. Yeah, Moby Dick. Hang on a second. All, all the tunes fit in. Right. Songs with Nantucket in, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We got a show. Right. This they would see the whale. Songs with Nantucket in. And they would have a specialist who would actually like spear the whale. Yes. So you'd have a spear in the whale, and the rope was held on this little boat. And when the whale got speared, obviously it didn't like it, and it yeah. would take off. And that was the fastest a human being had ever gone. So the whale would, could could pull them off. Yes, and very was, fast. And it was called a sleigh ride. Yeah. Let me see if I can time that. Let me see if we can just time that perfectly. Hang on a second. We're going to go back to there. Nope. Hang on. We're going to go. But we're going to time this perfectly. Sleigh ride. Hang on a minute. We're going to do it. Here we go. And that was called a sleigh ride. Doesn't quite fit. Um, all right, Alan, thanks a lot. Uh, 03444991000. Thanks a lot for that. Um, so what... We saw this film, right, called Afterlife, and it's directed it's, um, directed by a uh, Japanese director, uh, Hirokazu Hirokazu Kurida, right? And we saw a film that he did a few months ago called Shoplifters, which is... It's, it's about these shoplifters and this sort of, sort of family that go shoplifting... It's nuts. I'm noticing... I don't want to give away too much of that because you might want to go and see it. Right. So the film we saw today, Afterlife, is, um, is... It's insane. It's so slow. But Shoplifters was quite slow. He's obviously got a style. Uh-huh. And so in this film, it's from 1998, so it's 20-odd years old. When you... Um, when you die, you sort of go to a waiting room for a week and there you have to choose the one memory that you want to carry with you into eternity. And once you, so you choose this one good memory and then what this, this team do is they make a film of this one good memory mm-hmm. and you watch the film and then you get transported into whatever, the ether, and that's the only memory you've got with you for eternity. But when I heard that premise, I thought it was going to be like, you know, in the traditional idea where you have to watch yourself in that scenario, no. like like sort of Ebenezer Scrooge style. No, they... they- Made this sort of really cheap film. They do it for in reconstruction. A yeah, they've got a studio in in um, in uh, limbo, in heaven, uh, or the, the the waiting room of heaven. There's a studio, and they got people building sets and painting sets and stuff. Yeah, it's nuts, right? It is beautiful. It is slow. Uh, it, it it was it's subtitled, right? Ruined. It was in a really sh- small cinema, but ruined because there was a noise going off in the cinema. But also, what happened at the start? Well, don't mind really... the subtitle. So it's really important to see the screen. I couldn't really see the screen um, because there was like a human game of whack-a-mole going on in the in the cinema. Because we'd sat down and we were re- ready, waiting for the film. Yep. I mean, we thought we were um, a little bit late, but actually, it turned out the adverts had only just started, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting there waiting. There was about ten minutes worth of adverts. 
the lights go down, and then all of a sudden, these this. Well, no, the film started. We were about two or three minutes into the film. Yeah. Because we got to a really integral part where the whole premise for the film was explained in about two minutes' worth of dialogue. That's right. And it was at that point that uh, these two women came in and started sort of remonstrating with the woman sitting in the seat in front of us, saying, I think that's our seat, that's our seat. She was not moving. She was going, She was going. That, that's row D. She was, no, it's row C. We were in row E, right, but there were only four rows, but it was definitely row E. She goes, oh, OK. So she said to us, you're in our seats. They said, no, we're not. This is, this is row E. Yeah, and right. she could see the label on our seat, yeah. so she could see that it wasn't us. So then she goes back, no, they're Rory, you're definitely in our seats, you're going to have to move. Look, no, I'm not. This I'm went on for seat. ages. Honestly, I would have moved just out of embarrassment. It was just her on her own. Yeah, I, I would have but just then moved. There was, but there were two people in, in her seats in what were yeah. row so, C. So eventually she gave up and went, she gave up and, and admitted that maybe she was in the wrong seat. The whole time that we can't see the subtitles. And they're talking quite loud. And then she goes... And then the people that were sitting in her seat, you think, oh, well, maybe they're just across the aisle. Mm. No. Right the other side of the yeah. cinema. So they go across past the screen, yeah. so everyone gets a view of their heads. They were cheating, though. They were Japanese, so they didn't need to ah, read the subtitles. right, I see. Yeah. And then they sat down, and then they saw the couple from that end no, of the... No, no, they didn't. So they went to the far... Because I was watching them, wasn't watching the film. They went to the far end, yeah. right? Um, and then they came... And then they, So they got to the far end and there were seats there. But then they came all the way back and there were two people in their seats ah. in the near end. And so they then said to those people, you're sat down at the far end. So then the people in their, <laughs> their seats got up, went down to the far end. The people who'd been to the far end had come back, then went and sat in their all, seats. All I could see at this point Jeez. was... Because it was, you know, dark. All I could see was... Every time a pair of heads went down, two others popped up somewhere it else in the cinema. Was. And at one point, everyone sat down. I thought, oh, it's over, it's finished, it's done. OK, now where are we in this film? And then there was, like, this couple leaping over the the rows at the end of the the far end of the cinema. It just it was mayhem. It was, I've never seen anything like Andrew's it. Andrew's asking, where did we see it? A few people saying, oh, I wanted to see that. It was um, uh, the Picture House in central London. Apparently they have a thing every Tuesday. It was only eight quid. Eight quid a ticket, where they show like like sort of older cult films that they think deserve a wider audience. If you can see it, right, it's slow. It's two hours. It's slow, but it has. I I did at the end of it. It was the credits came up. I went, wow, like the kids as a tribute to that child, and because it genuinely was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, what a film! But the, so the, the the what what here's what I want to know tonight. Right, two things, two things. Let's. I'm just going to go straight into the film. Genuinely, what do you think happens when you die? Genuinely, I will not laugh at any of them. If that's what you think. I've always thought, when you die, that's it, boom. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing. But this film, I mean, the film's going to tell me what happens. I don't think you go there and there's like a movie club. But this film made me think, well, maybe, well, maybe there is, maybe there is some, maybe there is something going on there. So question one, genuinely... What do you think happens when you die? 0344 499 Second thing, if you had to pick one memory, it's a tough one, it's a tough one, one memory to carry with you for eternity and everything else is gone. You can't remember anything else. One memory. What you going to pick? I thought of mine in the cinema and I had a little cry over, over it. Oh, I saw you getting a little bit teary. Yeah. Is it, is it um, the day that you realised I was brilliant? No, you're, okay. not, you're not involved in this particular memory. Okay, all right. Oh, that's, that's disappointing. It was when my first baby was born and we had to stay in hospital an extra night 
and it was a really everyone says it was difficult labour I think your first labour is because it's bloody awful um, I, I had a painful poo once I'm not bragging about it <laughs> but what I remember was holding that baby and looking at her and recognising her and we neither of us slept that night she was put in bed with me because I'd had an epidural and I couldn't mm-hmm. walk no. she was put in bed with me and we just gazed at each other all night no. That's what I remember. I was oh, with the first child? Yeah. So you want to forget the second child? Second one, I was like, yeah, but I'm no, over but, this. And then that's the thing. So for all eternity, you remember one child. No, but that moment kind of encapsulates how I feel about both of those children. But you wouldn't remember the second child. Oh, second man. child's gone. God. That's And that's the thing. Because I thought about the birth of my firstborn. Because that is an incredible moment, isn't it's it? It's incredible. And there's, suddenly there's an extra person in the room. And they're going to be with you forever. And you get this wave of but love. But then I thought, well, then that demeans... The second, the second son. So there's that to, to weigh up. It's a tough one. We're going to look a little bit more at this. I want to read out some of this guy's other films because they look amazing. I, I found a new favourite um, movie director and it's, I'm going to have some fun. Um, here's a suggestion it's on, on text. If you gave this guy, Ian Lee, an actual microphone, he wouldn't have, have, he wouldn't have shout all the time. Tell him saying something at the top of his voice doesn't you put the apostrophe in between the does and the nt doesn't does apostrophe nt make what he says funnier yours tuning out john bye then john oh bye, he's john. not there gone john's gone and john's john's gone baby thank you john i appreciate that i get five pence of every text that comes in so cheers oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand the late night alternative with ian lee and Catherine boyle on talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, um, we saw this film, Afterlife, directed by Hirokazu Kurida. Right. And I don't know much about him except we saw Shoplifters, which was another really slow but beautiful film that... It's just so clever, right? I'm looking at his stuff on IMDb. And I've just ordered this on DVD, 5.99. Gets 6.9 on IMDb. Air Doll. A life-size blow-up doll develops a soul and falls in love with a video store clerk. Oh, I'm in. Oh, mate. 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 That, to me, sounds like the perfect movie. Japanese mannequin. It's incredible. Japanikin. Japanikin. <laughs> right, here's some of the other stuff. Um, uh, there's a lot of films with, with dad issues in. Um, like Father, Like Son, 2011, 7.8 as a uh-huh. high score. It's on Amazon Prime, I think I saw. Ryota is a successful workaholic businessman. When he learns that his biological son was switched with another boy after birth, he faces the difficult decision to choose his true son or the boy he and his wife have raised as their own. Oh, Ooh. mate, mate, mate. It just sounded brilliant. Right. Nobody knows. 2004. 8.1. In a small Tokyo apartment, 12-year-old Akira must care for his younger siblings after their mother leaves them and shows no sign of returning. Come on, man. These all, And also, you know they're going to be really slow, beautifully shot, and just you're just going to want more. Shoplifters is about two hours and it's slow. I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. This film, it kind of goes in a bit of a loop in that you get like the first group of people. You spend a week with the, the, the um, afterlife. You spend a week with these people that have, have, have died and going through. And then the end, spoiler, with the next week's worth of people. Yeah. But we could have watched that second week. Absolutely. So you see the, the, fir- you see the whole process 
But then there's kind of a continuation from the last one, without being a spoiler. So you think, oh, I could, I could just, I could just have another half hour of that. I could another hour of that. But it would be never ending. But it was beautifully done. Seven point one distance from two thousand and one. Members of a cult modelled on Aum Shinrikyo, who did the um, sarin oh, yeah. poisoning, sabotage a city's water supply, then commit mass suicide near the shores of a lake. Family members of those affected by it meet at the lake to observe the anniversary of their loved one's deaths. They all sound incredible. I've got to see if there's... During the break, I'm going to see if there's like a box set or something because they just sound absolutely Amazing, and we never saw Ian again. No man, busy watching those films. This is what I want. I got some great movies to watch. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We put those questions out. What? What? what, Genuinely, what do you think happens when you die? Feed, feed my mind. Uh, And if you had to cling on to one memory forever at the expense of all the others, what would it be? You can also. Uh, phone in with the usual old nonsense as well, of course. You, you don't, you know, when we throw out questions, we don't actually expect you to answer them. You tend not to. That is fine. You can phone in with the usual nonsense. 0344 499 Let's go to Ian. Good evening, Ian. Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Um, uh, well, I'm all, I, I'm all right. I sunk a little bit today, but I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, tomorrow's a new day, right? Tomorrow's a brand new day, and I'm meeting... Tony Slattery tomorrow, which I cannot wait. Okay. Good times. What can we do for you? Well, listen, um, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, yes. I heard the Brian Warden theme, and I hadn't heard that for years and years and years, not since I was a kid. That yeah. really brought back some memories. I bet it did. And I wonder, have you ever heard the, um, the, the World in Action theme, which was, like, really, really prog-rocking? Now, it was, wasn't it? And I'm trying to work... Let me see if I can remember it before I play it. Well, before you do it, there's one on YouTube called Jam for World in Action. It's got, you know, like where it breaks down into a really sad bit at the end. It's, it's, uh, I still listen to it in the car. The theme tune to World in Action. World in Action. Was that the one yeah. with the with the man all, like, splayed yeah, out? You yeah, you saw a willy. Yeah. You saw a willy yeah, on yeah. telly. What's that called? The Protean Man, is it called? Yeah, Da Vinci, isn't it? Here isn't we go, it? here we go. World in Action, uh, 1981. Here we go. Oh, Talk amongst yourselves, guys. Talk amongst yourselves. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Oh, uh, why is it? Where's the theme? Here we go. Here we go. First comment under there, I'm 41 now and it still frightens me to yeah. death. It was terrifying, wasn't it? Vitruvian Man. That's what it was called. Vitruvian Man. Who did the theme tune then? Oh, I read up on that because I got kind of geeky. Oh, then I'm looking forward to hearing all of the facts. <laughs> unless you've well, forgotten them. No, no. So <laughs> the guy that wrote it, yeah. um, he, he got to write it for that. And then the guy that commissioned it took all the credit. No. And never paid him, paid him up. I think, uh, well... From what, in fact, there were actual comments on the YouTube thing from the guy who wrote it. Said he ripped me off and all that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, really? He kicked off. 
Yeah, but right at the end of that piece, because they they used to like have an end theme to it as well. Yeah, and the end the end theme was just like, so sad and tragic. It was like, like the uh, closing theme of uh, the uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh, <laughs> that's the yeah, sad. Yeah. That's the saddest bit of music ever. It's the only bit I ever saw. Yeah, because I used to watch the beginning, and then when he went green, I wouldn't watch it. Why? Scary. It was. It was. It was the best bits was when he went green. No, didn't uh, like him when he was angry. I liked. Well, uh, well done. Well done. Well done. Very clever. Very clever. Um, Ian, what do you think happens to you when you die? Uh, well, the people that you leave behind miss you every day. Screw those losers. What happens to you? <laughs> <laughs> what happens to you? It, does anything happen? I've always thought, when I was like a little kiddie, I was like a Christian kiddie, and I thought, oh, you go to heaven and stuff. Then when I, I grew sentient, and uh, I thought, oh, you just switch off, and that's it. But then, but maybe, uh, maybe there's, maybe that, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong about something. I heard a bit of Howard Hughes this weekend. They were talking about, or did I make this up? They were talking about life after, uh, they were talking about near-death experiences and yeah. how um, nurses will told this woman who was talking to Howard Hughes, I can't remember what her qualifications were, if any, um, were talking about how, you know, they open windows to let the soul out and that there are certain patterns that they observe in, in all kind of near-death experiences that seem to be too similar to be discounted. Well, it's good to keep an open mind anyway. Yeah. Well, I... Well, you, I don't you. buy... You'll find out. You will, we will find out. I don't buy the white light near-death experiencing in hospitals because... I suspect, this is my theory on those, right? It's just something happening in the brain. Shut down. It's something happening in the brain, and the white light could be anything. As someone who has, suffered, who has had auditory and visual hallucinations, right? The mind, to quote the monkey's movie head, the mind cannot differentiate between the real and the vividly imagined. So something happens as your brain kind of shuts down, and then it's that whole Will Stork thing. It then has to make a narrative. Uh-huh. So the narrative is, oh, well, there was right, and it was uh, Jesus and, and, and Grandma and all of that. Um, yeah. Speaking of grandmas, when my grandma was nearing the end, and we're talking, you know, maybe two weeks before the end, she could not take her eyes off the door, and she was fixated with do not shut the door. She was waiting for someone to come through the door. And that was spooky as. Well, as you say, you know, your, your brain picks up stuff even when you're not fully awake. Yeah. Um, uh, as my wife has Ian Leon um, all the way, uh, Ian and Kath, sorry. Thank you. Um, as, as I, you know, as, as I go to sleep. And oh, are you a dirty pervert, Ian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> he admits it. He's, we're, we're having a grown which up. Is a, which is a little rich, but I'm going to let that go. Oh, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. Point taken. I'm declaring um, a truce amongst the Ians, the IAINs and the IANs. How's about them apples? A truce. Well, about time, because, I mean, we were really poor when I was a child, and I, we so, just couldn't afford that extra eye. There you go, you see. Well, then there is, a, there is a truce between all Ians. Let peace reign amongst these two warring tribes. But then saying that, having that extra eye is probably just a big show-off. Then, right, yeah. thank you very much for your Ooh. call, Ian. Thank you very much Shots indeed. Fired. Yes, I will, I will accept digs about my photographic habits. I will not accept digs about the spelling of my name. Good evening, sir. 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Minds have been blown by a film called Afterlife, Japanese film. Um, Japanese director Kurida, um, and uh, I've ordered Air Doll 
and we'll be ordering some more. It's a film, it's not a... It's, it's a film, but if you type it into Amazon, you get both. You get both <laughs> options. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking for stuff that makes me think, makes me look at the world in a different way, and it would appear that his films have that ability. I also watched... I didn't watch all of it because I was getting distracted. I only watched the first 20, 25 minutes at the weekend, and then I was just getting distracted, so I thought, I'm going to stop this because this warrants a no phone no playing with the yeah. cats thing the um radio unnameable the documentary about bob fass a dj in america in the 60s through to the present day i think he's still going um never replies to my emails but that's cool who works on a public radio station so it's funded by the public and you know he had um Bob Dylan on his show in the 60s Joni Mitchell he had the world premiere oh he yeah, had the, the a guy can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. But this singer-songwriter was in there, and he and he said, "Well, you've got your guitar, have you?" I mean, wonder if I can find it. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can find because it's an amazing. Um, it's, it's an amazing bit of radio when you you realise what is going on. Um, uh, no, I'm not going to find it. It's, it's Jerry Jeff Walker. He says, so Jerry Jeff, you've got your guitar. Would you like to do a song for us? Guy goes, yeah, this is a song I wrote today. It's uh, it's called Mr. Bojangles. Oh. And he plays Mr. Bojangles for him. And it's like the world premiere. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and it's a really good documentary. I watched it years ago. Really inspiring about a maverick and an outsider. And, you know, anyway, I got up to the bit where they do the um, the fly-in where thousands... He says, we're all going to congregate at JFK Airport at midnight if you guys want to join us. And like 5,000 hippies turn up. And it's just it's just wonderful. It's a really good film. Anyway, 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Jessica. Good evening, Jessica. Um, hello, Ian. An irregular caller, but always a joy when I see your name pop up on the switchboard. Ah, oh, thank you. What happens when we die? Um, well, I mean, I could quote Canal Reeves. That was a pretty good answer, wasn't it? Which, which answer? About the zombies? Um, no, I think he said something like, um, I know that people that are left behind will miss you. But that's what happens to the, to the people around you. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what happens to you. Um, I don't know. Well, well no one knows. No. You must. Have, you must have thought about it. Well, I mean, I, I, not really. Or maybe not. Uh, maybe some people don't think about it. I yeah. seem to think about it quite a bit. But I, but then I'm assuming everyone does. But maybe, even though it's inevitable, it's the one certainty we've got. You've never really thought about it. Well, I mean, I think it's that thing where you don't think about it because if you start thinking about it, it'll just finish you off. Yeah, well, I suppose so. Um, here we go. Here's a good question, uh, a good thing from Briggsy. Ian, do you remember what it's like before you were born? That, in it. <laughs> yeah, my my seven-year-old says that she was in space. What? I don't know whether she's been having a word with my mum or something, but she I... reckons she was in space waiting. There was talk in the film, right, about some people, what's the earliest thing you can remember, right? And I, I, my first earliest conscious memory is three, right? It's being three. I remember crouching around the coffee table, looking at my mum, thinking, I am three. Remember it. Um, or at least I think I do. I have, at periods in my life remembered what it's felt, it feels like to be in the womb. I've had it. I remember, right, I remember when I was about 13, 14, 15, right, on a, if I went for a doze on a Sunday afternoon, I would get this feeling 
of being like sort of a numbness and feeling of enclosed and it was really familiar but I could never I never said this out loud but I could never put my finger on what it was and I would lie there thinking what is this I remember this feeling what is this feeling I know it I really know it and then years later looking back I went oh god that's what it felt like to be in the womb so where I don't remember being in the womb mm -hmm. I remember the feeling Oh, I've done a wheel store and that's my brain explaining yeah. that strange no, feeling. I think that might what it is. Get, get out of town, Jessica. No, you don't know I what it was like in my mum's womb. Yeah. With that kind of thing, you look at photographs yeah. and you make an association yes. with that photograph. I mean, I've done that and I like my mum gets out the photographs and you see yourself at two and you think, oh, I remember that, but you don't. Yeah. Yep. You've just seen that photograph, and because of that photograph, you've imagined a lot, what that was like. I do think a lot of our memories are what we have been told um, by other people. Yeah. yeah. All of this yeah. talk, can I just say, I've got a, all of it talk is reminding me, um, uh, it's reminding me of, of something. This. this photograph, every time I do it makes me laugh. I think it's getting so red. What the hell is on Joey's head? <laughs> I've, I've told you about the singing before, so I'll let that go. Thank you. But ironically, um, I heard a tune this morning. Yeah. I was in a conference. I heard a tune this morning, and it made me think of you. That's what made me call you. D d d go on. What, what tune's this? It was Cannonball. Do you remember when you used to play that Cannonball song? It was Together We'll Be Okay. Oh, man, that's a great song, isn't it? It's such a great song. And I was in a conference this morning. It was quite boring. Um, but they opened it up with that song. It was like a plenary. There was about 250 people there. And they played it, and then they said, Oh, what does that make What does that make you feel? Oh, God. And because I'm like what I am, I Gobby. put my hand up and I went, Oh, it makes me think of Ian Lee. And um, honestly, Ian, I swear to God, there was 250 people in this conference, and about where's, 10. Where's this going to go? Which is about probably about 4%, um, went, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes! 4%, I will take that! I was worried as to where that was going to go. I'll have 4%. You think 4% shouted, like, knobhead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other 10%. 96%. Not that tosser. <laughs> At least 10 people went, yay. And hey. then one of the people afterwards pulled me and went, oh, you're the person that said about the and me thing, aren't you? And I went, yeah. He went, yeah, I listen. I went, good. Oh, there we go. Like Thank <laughs> Jessica's great. You see, she that doesn't. Was it. That was the person. She phones the like once every three, every three or three or four times a year. But everyone is a zinger. Everyone is a zinger. What? What? So, did you learn anything from this course? Did you come away uh, with anything from this course? Only really that I love that Cannonball song to the extent that I downloaded it on Spotify yeah. and listened to it on the train home. There you go. Um, there you go. It's a great song. Hey, nice one, Jessica. We'll speak to you May, June, July, August. Uh, sort of September, October time? Okay. Nice one. Thank you. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Jasmine, who we know is nuts, uh -huh. has tweeted, I remembered waiting a very long time for my mum to become old enough to get a baby. This is Jasmine, who's done some of the several... Thank you for this, Jasmine, by the way. Several of the transcripts for the book. Now, English is not her first language. Yeah. So uh, there's quite a lot of guesswork. 
and just made up stuff in her transcripts. Yeah, that's why the transcripts take a little bit longer. Not just because of Jasmine. Some people who's uh, who have English as their first language have a similar <laughs> technique. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's not their fault. Jasmine, can you call in and explain this? I remembered waiting a very long time for my mum to become old enough to get a baby. So you're saying you remember preconception. This is conception inception. Yeah. 0344 499 1000. Mandy, stay there. Come to you in a second. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Jasmine, you have to call in. So she texted in or tweeted, I remembered waiting a very long time for my mum to become old enough to get a baby. Then she's replied, I was top of class in English. Okay, well, then you've got no excuse. Just yeah, I did a degree. I also found it tricky translating into a different And then language. she replies, and this is actually true. Which, which is true? The memory or the top of class in English? I was top of class in English. It's not great English, actually. Call in. You don't remember your mum waiting to get pregnant. You don't remember that. Well, you can't remember that. No. No? Why are you even questioning that? God, they're driving me nuts. I'm, I'm sinking to their level. <laughs> I am sinking to their level. Mandy! Ay, 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 how are you doing? Ay, 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 like your coconuts. It's inappropriate, mate. Shake baby. I don't mean, I didn't mean like that. I genuinely just meant coconuts. Why are coconuts? Here's a question. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Here's a question for you. I don't know if you've wondered, why are coconuts so shy? I was on my way to the gig this evening, and I was just thinking to myself, why are coconuts so shy? They don't seem shy to me. Coconuts shy? I don't think so. No, I'm not sure. Anyway, I saw a coconut. I went up to it. It seemed very friendly. Hello? Oh. Hello? 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 Is this on? Is this thing on, guys? Okay. I've got another 20 minutes of this. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you, wait, you wait till I get to my uh, my banana material. Um, Mandy, what can we do for you? Oh, I, well, I was just uh, ringing to give you some answers to your questions tonight. Here we go. This is it. We don't need any more calls after yeah. this. We're done. Oh. Is this the last one? Well, if you've got the answers to the questions, then we, we don't need any other people calling That'll in. That'll be the afterlife <laughs> sorted, won't it? This'll be it. Go on, Mandy. Oh, oh. well, it's not that interesting. Oh, but, should we cut you off? Um, have you ever listened to um, a couple of singing comedians called McLean and McLean? They're from many years ago. I don't, and, I don't know um, McLean and McLean, is it? I know the McLeans. I don't. Is it Don? Yeah. Is it Don McLean and Don McLean? No, the American no. Don McLean and the British Don McLean. You know, there's a British no. Don McLean. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think it's something you might enjoy. They they take the O out of country. Um, oh, hey. Yeah. yeah, that sounds a bit naughty. Is I know. Very naughty. But um, N- my good memory in life that I will always remember was many years ago when I was. Um, a psychiatric nurse. Yes. <laughs> um, taking pot. <laughs> what? Taking and, pot? You took um, pot? Listening to, listening to this couple singing about Dolly Parton's bosoms. And it's the most funniest thing you'll ever hear. You, hang um, on, so you, your best memory is being a psychiatric nurse, taking pot, and listen to McLean and McLean singing about Dolly Parton's boobs. Wow. Yes. And, that, and that's the memory that you'd have on Infinite Loop. Meanwhile, uh, uh, the ward was going nuts. Yeah. 
Because... <laughs> the ward was nuts. Yeah. More nuts than usual, full moon. <laughs> but, you, but you have to listen to them because, right, Ian, I, I think I'm, you will love I'm them. I am going to listen to them off air. I think it's probably best. Because I, sus- I suspect there might be something a little bit rude in there. A little bit not... No, that one's all right about Dolly Parton. It's about her tits. And also, yeah, it's fine. Um, but... Um, Are you sure? If you know, I'm going to play it. If there's any swear... Yes. The song is called... No, I promise you, I wouldn't do that. It's called Dolly Parton's Tits. I know. Well, yeah, shush. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to do it nicely. Uh, but, but, hang on a minute, the fact that you had to censor the title says to me <laughs> that you, um, that the, the rest of it is not safe for work. No, it is safe. Oh. I promise you. The worst Depends on the workplace. Okay, I think we get the idea. I think we get yeah. the idea. They are big and soft and round. All right. They don't make sound. But okay. listen. What do you think happens when you, when die? you die? Because I think I may be experiencing it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't. Nothing happens. You go to Nevada. You yeah. go to some big, lovely, comfy place that you wouldn't even know about. Yeah. Nevada. Not, yeah. Nevada, Nevada in America. Not, not Nirvana. Oh, is that the one? <laughs> it might be Nevada. I'd, I'd go to Nevada. I've heard it's very, very nice there. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a few to drink and I'm with my friend and I've introduced her You're, to you tonight by the, and she loves you. Well, I love your friend as well. You go back and have a... Go and take some pot with your friend. Thank you. Hey, Double N, thanks for the, te- the texts. I'm really looking forward to meeting you on Saturday so I can punch you. Double N is, is a nut job. And down, up and down. It'd be polite and rude, polite and rude. Coming to the show at the weekend, brilliant. I'll have a nice chat with you, mate. Don't send me, don't send me nonsense like this. Don't take me on tonight. You will lose. Well, all right, I won't take you on tonight. I'll see you at the weekend at the shows in Manchester. We'll talk what's, about it then. What's going on there? Absolute Fruit Loop. Let's go to uh, Dredge. Good evening, Dredge. So I was just eating some tea cakes. Now, are they tonics? But, no, you're just going to say tunnocks like that. I'll do, I'll do that again. Oh, OK, sorry. Uh, I, I, forgot the, uh, I forgot the script, sorry. Uh, I've just eaten some tea cakes. Tunnocks? It's true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this is why, this is why uh, we got Dredge to write the introduction. This is why Dredge sent us an introduction to the transcript book, even though we hadn't asked him, and even though I was planning on asking Bob Mortimer, and now we have an introduction by Bob Mortimer and by Dredge, and that is why, because of, because of that, because of material like that, Dredge. You're, you and Bob Mortimer have got the introduction to the book, imagine. That's unbelievable, it's isn't, nuts, it? So, isn't it? it? I mean, uh, what, so what happened, what, is it on, it's not on the same page, is it? <laughs> no, there will be. Uh, I, may, I haven't put it all in yet. There's an interval. There's an interval first. No, there will be Bob Mortimer's intro. Then there'll be yours. Then there'll be Brilliant. a piece that um, I've written. Then there'll be a piece that Catherine's written. And then we're into the transcripts. That's amazing. And uh, is it like how big is this book? Is it like vast? It's really long. It's it's about two hundred pages. Blooming heck! Yeah, yeah. You don't get any money for it. Do you know where I'm up to at the moment? One Page two four? six. 
One, two, six. One, two, six. You know, my, my introduction is at 50 pages. Uh, yeah, I know, exactly. That's uh, that's why the book is 200, because it's... Uh... So is it, well, I mean, how are you going to do this? Is it like what? got a cover and things? No, we, no we're just going to send out some pages with a paper clip holding them. Of course it's going to have a cover, you muppet. Well, what's wrong with paper clips? Um, we're going to do it. There's a website called Lulu. So we're going to self-publish it. There's, uh, there's a website called Lulu. I don't know exactly how much they're going to charge by by um, to make each book. They make it as it's ordered. You order it from there or Amazon. Um, and we need to work out how many pages because that d- determines how much they charge. Then we put a few quid on top of that. And every bit of profit that doesn't go to Lulu goes to the Samaritans. Oh, it's amazing. It's really amazing. I, can't, I couldn't believe it when uh, you tweeted that about Bob Moore. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, he's written, so he's, written, he's written some really nice words, and you've written some really funny words. Uh, Bob's is not funny, but it's nice. Yours is um, funny and not nice. Um, and it's a funny, <laughs> honestly, it's a funny book. The bits I've read are funny. Yeah. What I was going to ask you, what's all this about acting it out? Thanks for listening to the show. So, <laughs> we... With, when Sorry, we talk, did you do that today? We mentioned it several times over a period of weeks. We have got a silly idea of doing like an evening where some of these works are performed and people can make movies or animations or get up on stage and act them out. But instead of acting them out like it's Ian and Catherine in the studio and there's a caller, you do it like in the laundrette or yeah. a bus, so it's like a real conversation. You know, like sometimes they'll take Shakespeare and put them all in straw boaters and they'd be 1920s you know, and 30s, that kind of vibe. You can do it wherever you like. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, you don't get that on LBC, do you? No, you'd, well, actually, saying that, I do believe that a, a slightly similar theme, uh, uh, Ian Dale and Majid Nawaz are <laughs> teaming up to act out each other's transcripts from each other's shows. So that should be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, but this one this one involves the listeners a little bit more. And they have got an introduction. Um, uh, they've got an introduction written by Vic Reeves and uh, an introduction uh, written by Alan Caddick. So, similar well, vibe. Do, people, people do rip you off, don't they? They do. I mean, to me, that does sound like one of your ideas. Yep, it doesn't. It just doesn't. It? I, I, I have just, the best I ideas. Just wanted, I just wanted to say thank you very much for using that. That's very nice of you, and I look forward to getting the book at some point. Now, here's the thing: I've not actually read John's the book. Um, th- uh, intro introduction. So imagine if you get, the word, imagine, the word you're looking for. imagine if I just go home and read it tonight, and it's all N word this, C word this, <laughs> F word this, all, all inappropriate jokes, and I go, oh god, well, I've said he's in it now, and it's it's like really racially aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's the, he strikes <laughs> me as the sort. <laughs> That's, that's Danny Baker's introduction. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that, please. Danny Baker, who'd have thought no. so, eh? Who'd have thought but, so? uh Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, you know, it's going to be like a very nice introduction, of course. Very nice of course. No, 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 you I've, haven't I've read, read it, though. I have read it. Of course so you're I've going read it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going in blind. Of course I've read it. Of course I've read it. And you, it's, it's good. And it'll be a nice little book. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's, we're not going to sell loads. Uh, and it'll be a nice... Um, uh, what is this? Is this 7A publications now? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's call it. Let's call it that. Uh, no. Sorry. Rabbit hole. Okay, fine. Rabbit yeah, hole. I don't get. It's I, not. I it, no, it's not. It's. It's. Oh, who cares? He's coming out. Um. Oh, double N is now saying that that was directed at um, uh, Talk Sport. We're, yeah. All right. All right, buddy. All right, wacko. Um, Drake, I'm going to cut you off. Thank you. There we go. Because I want to give Mo thirty seconds. Good evening, Mo. You're all right, man. Yeah, what you got? I feel like we got off on the wrong foot yesterday. What happens to you when you die? Um, I don't know. You go to heaven, I guess. Well, what is heaven? What does that mean? 
Because heaven well, to me, heaven to me is like a cloud with an old white guy with a big beard. I would imagine your idea of heaven is is slightly different. Well, you know, I'm just I'm quite religious, so I believe in like creation and all that. Yeah, but okay, okay, fine. Well, then you you I uh, listen. We're not doing this. Take the mic. I'm, I'm I've said I'm not laughing at anyone's suggestion tonight. So then you must have a very clear idea of what happens to you when you die. I believe there's an afterlife. Yeah. Okay, and. There's an afterlife, and like when we die, we either go to heaven or hell. I actually believe that. But what? But what is in heaven? Is it like? Is it like PlayStation Seven and good food? Is it like um, churches? Is it like fields? Oh, no, paradise, I guess. But what does that mean? It's just paradise. But what does I don't know? Your idea of paradise is different to mine. So what? What does I don't know what you mean by paradise? Just a, a nice place for ward. A nice. It's just a, a nice place for rewards, rewards for your life. Oh, OK. All right, all right. And if you had to cling on to one memory forever, at the expense of everything else, right, you've got to pick one good memory and you forget everything else that has happened, what is the one good memory that you would pick? Of what? Of life? No, of your bum hole. Yes, of life! Um, this is difficult. Family, yes. Go on, pick a memory then of your family. You can't just say family. You've got to pick one specific <laughs> incident. That's so difficult. Um, yeah. Probably my team winning 4 0 in the Champions League. <laughs> Hello? That's your, your, your best memory in life is your team winning 4 0 in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like your team, your eh? best memory. Not your, not your mum. Not you no, know, a, a beautiful moment from your childhood, a, fo- a football match. <laughs> so far, yeah. Okay, all right, nice one, thank you, Mum. John uh, uh, Samaritan. John's texted in. Samaritan. I thought he, I thought he tuned out. Samaritan won't be able to save too many people with that profit. We might make a couple, I reckon we'll make a couple of hundred quid to donate to them, which is certainly better than your sarcasm and your uh, ill-informed yeah, jokes, John. what positivity are you putting into the world, John? <laughs> exactly. Because on the basis of the two interactions we've had, you sound like a bit of a knob. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same guy that texted in earlier on. So really? I don't think it is. I'm looking at the John, history. Team John, sort yourselves I out. I don't think it's the same guy. John's honestly, you need to sort but this he guy does, out. He does text a lot to our show, and hates us. Gosh, <laughs> I love it. I get five pence for every text. Keep them coming in. Uh, Jasmine and Cleo, stay there. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs>
Here we go. 0344 499 1000. John, who said he wasn't going to listen anymore, has changed his mind. He's texted in again. John, uh, John says, sorry, Ian. Hope the book's a big seller. I'm going to be, say, listening all night. Uh, Double N, Double N, who I thought was sending in abuse, um, has said, oh, crap, that one was not meant for you. That was directed at Talk Sport. Shocking performance by my team. I have regular arguments with them. Are you guys are stars? I'm not up and down. I just checked about, texted about seven different radio stations today. Okay, so you, he was texting the wrong, the wrong, um, the, the wrong show. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Then explain if explain this text. Then when you die, you're basically strapped to a bed and made to listen to this dribble. Oof, it's got it means dribble. Yeah. So explain. Was that meant for talk sport, double N? Was that meant for talk sport? Maybe they're doing the same phone in. Maybe they're doing the same phone in. Maybe, maybe. Here's the thing, right? If you're going to send him rude texts, stand by them. Just, 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 you know, own it. Own it. Own it. Don't then, you know, own it. You send it in, it's fine. Two tickets left. Um, two tickets left for Saturday nights. This Saturday night... Uh, the show in Manchester, me and Catherine, and about 12 tickets left for the Sunday show. Slightly earlier show, but I think it's 6, 6, 15, something like that, on the Sunday. Uh, ianlee.com slash event. ianlee.com slash event. I-A-I-N-L-E-E dot com slash event. You did your first stream it live streaming today yeah, on twitch that, I mean, was it that catherine boyle yeah yeah what um what did you see me rig <laughs> you had more viewers than i did i know everything i she had more view, I, I got i got up to about 120 you had about 160 at one point what, Jig, what can i say jigsaws what? jigsaws sells um i had I like cameras it. balanced on the kids easter egg boxes <laughs> I was showing everyone my I'm a celebrity get me out of here costume as well. Were you? I got that out. I said if I get fifty subs, I'll put it on for you. I'll put it on. I don't know where the hat is. I think the hat is in the boys' dressing up box. I go I get if I do a stream and get fifty subs, I will put I will do the rest of the stream in the jungle gear. If you get hundred, take it off. There we go. Uh but you had more and I was showing that. I was showing actual television history. You were doing a jigsaw. You had more viewers than me. Uh, well, sometimes I had a drink of my coffee. <laughs> it got quite frenzied I at some parts. It. Very it was very chilled. I was watching it in my hammock. <laughs> Loved it. Great. I mean, there was high drama when I found uh, Straight Edge with all my curlies. Yep. Um, this is very, it's very tense. Did you enjoy top, doing it? Top left. Yeah, but I'm starting to realise that a thousand piece jigsaw is quite tricky to start, especially when, like, round the outside, it's quite, uh, there's a lot of beige. It's hard. It's, it, it, well, jigsaws are hard work. I'm, 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 I didn't do any of the Beatles today. I might do some tomorrow if I get time. I might not stream tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a big old thing, but you were worried that people, everyone was getting bored. Yeah, well, because yeah, I wanted to show, I wanted to show them some top jigging, but I just couldn't do it. But that's not what they're there for. I know they're there, they're there to hang out with you and to to shout. Loads of people shout. There, there's a piece there. There's a there's a corner there, right by your hand. There's a lot of that going on. It was, um, and people get bored of it. They'll go. Yeah, and then we every now and again I would stop and we'd have a little chat about something. Yeah. And also is that randoms will join. So there's, there's some of my followers, there's some listeners, um, but there were some randoms that joined because they flicked through, oh, there's a woman doing a, doing a, a jigsaw back. <laughs> I'm in. They'll go and watch it. Yeah, it's going to be a good jigsaw. I gave them a choice. I mean, this is another bit of the high drama. You can have a choice between a Norman Rockwell picture, the Shiner, which is a beaut, yep. or a silly kitten. And they all went for the silly kitten. Yeah. You like the silly kitten. I, I voted you? for the silly kitten. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I voted 
for the silly kittens. I was sat in the garden and um, playing with my silly kittens. Oh. Built a hammock today, and it's one that comes on a frame. It's really easy to build, which is great because I'm rubbish at stuff. And I lay on it, and I, I was like scraping the floor. And I was there for like what your bum was hitting the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my back was hitting the post. That oh, no. I, and I was thinking, this is a bit crap. Uh, yeah, we don't need that one. Um, uh, this is a bit crap. 60, I suppose 60 quid, what do you expect, really? And then after five minutes, I got up and went, now there's got to be... And I, you, there's a way of, adjust, of of making it torter. Oh. You can make it torter so it yeah. hangs higher. Right. So I did that. And then I was just lying in the garden, cup of coffee, watching you on Twitch. Bliss. Did you find it tricky to get in and out? No. Okay. I've got mate, I slept in a hammock for three weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Two and a half weeks a in the jungle because no one no one would give me a bed. Dennis Wise, oh, I need a bed because I've got a bad back. Jamie Lomas, oh, I need a bed because I've got a bad back. Yeah, I'm a six foot four man in a hammock that is for uh, six foot tiny men like yourselves, gentlemen. Yeah. Unlike them to be um, selfish. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, got, I dug out the. Because I'm the only person in the history of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here that's been allowed to keep nearly all of the gear. I haven't got the vest, I haven't got the shorts. I've got the trousers, got the T-shirt, got the shirt, got the belt, got the socks. I've got the shoes somewhere. I don't know where the shoes are. And I think the hat is in the boys' dressing up box. I meant to look for that today. Do they still smell a little bit? No, 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 I've cleaned them. They're all clean. I, I sniffed the socks. The, the, they were the cleaner of the two pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. First socks, I, I, you only get two pairs of socks, and the first ones I ruined in the first 20 minutes because I had to crawl through fish guts. You can't get that stench out. No. Um, but I, I, if, if I do a stream, I will do a stream, and I will say at the start, 50 subs in this stream, I'm putting this gear on. I will do the rest of this stream in the jungle Gear. I've got. I've, I'm. I'm not. If we do six, proud. would you eat a pig's nonny again? Uh, I would. No, that I'll do that for uh, five. <laughs> I will do that for five. <laughs> I will do that for five. It was nice. It was a nice. It was a chilled stream today. I didn't play any games. We were just talking. Um, by the way, Twitch.tv that Catherine Boyle. Twitch.tv Ian Lee slash Ian Lee slash that Catherine Boyle. Uh, just talking about people asking about the jungle. So we talked about that. Talked about um, TV being full of a holes. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. And I've not said this thought out loud. I've just it's just been percolating in the back of my head, right? Just just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. It's not in any way a defence. Doing what you can't do on Twitter. Um, Dave, Daniel, Cleo, Jasmine. I will come to you in a minute. I promise. You can't do this on Twitter because you get battered. Right. right. So I'm just putting this out there as a thought. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. This guy that killed himself. What if I had nothing to do with the Jeremy Kyle show? What if I had nothing to do with it? I mean, you know, the, the, the indicators are that it probably did. But what if I had absolutely nothing to do with the show? I don't know how you'd prove that. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what I believe. It's just a thought that I've had going in my head, right? And here's the thing. Jeremy Kyle's on the front page of all the newspapers. He is about to become enemy number one. Right. And he's sort of, he's, there's a lot of people coming out saying, good, he's a piece of shit, and, this, you know, all of that. Right? I'm not a fan of the show. But what if Jeremy Kyle found the pressure too much and attempted to take his own life? 
That's a ge- that's a genuine concern. Mm. The first the first thing, what if it's nothing to do with the show? That's just an idea that I'm kind of kicking around. I've, it's got I've got no traction with it. I don't know where to go with it. But what if Jeremy Kyle sees himself on the front page, feels overwhelmed, consumed by guilt? I don't know if he's capable of it. I've met him a couple of times. I found him very nice, if a little cold, but but nice, very polite to me, very charming to me. But what if this hounding of him gets so much that he then takes his life? I do wonder what the end game is for people who join in with these Twitter pylons. Yeah. Um, not just Twitter, I mean... The, well, it's the press, the, the, the papers. The press as well. But I do wonder what would satisfy people. Mm. I don't think anyone wants more deaths. No. But, so what do you want? Yeah. Someone, someone to be destroyed? Mm. Someone to lose everything? Someone to be sacked? Someone to apologise? What, what's going to be well, enough? There's, there's, I don't know whose line it is, but the line is... Not, I mean, maybe from John Ronson. It's, it's a quote from John Ronson's book by someone, I don't know who. Uh, people don't want apologies. They don't want... An apology is not enough. They don't want an apology. They want to see you disappeared. Yeah. And that's it. They want to see you disappeared. Um, that's what they wanted with Danny Baker. They didn't want an apology. They wanted him gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've not really seen much on Twitter about Kyle, actually. So I don't quite know how to read this. I'm only going by seeing the front pages and everyone going, well, it must be... Must be the show. Quite probably is. But what if it isn't? What if it isn't the show? What? It, 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 there's two thoughts. What if it isn't the show? And this was a... You know, I don't know. I don't know where else to take that. What if Kyle buckles under the pressure mm-hmm. and hurts himself? We are talking about somebody who was in such turmoil at home that he thought that going to a television programme would be an answer so that is someone who's already troubled right he's having trouble he's having problems so yeah there is that but and we talked the other day about the jenny jones uh yeah the murder after after a jenny jones american show yeah surely surely the way forward and yeah okay this is this is not going to be the uh the exciting entertainment uh show um fueling um loose women topic kind of fueling thing but is to re-examine this kind of um thirst that we've had for the past 20 years or so now Mm. for really cruel television Mm. for seeing people's lives exposed uh, on television Mm. and let's let's be honest mostly so we can laugh at them do you remember this was a... Neil, stop being an idiot. Come to the show in Manchester. It's all cool. Double ends. Just come, stop being an idiot. Come to the show. You bought tickets, can't we? It'd be nice to meet you. Um, there was a thing a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Was it someone who was trolling... The lady who was trolling the McCanns? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the McCanns. And Sky News found out who she was. And she killed herself. She checked, She moved out of her home into a hotel and killed herself. That was like maybe three, four, five years ago where the, 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 the she became public enemy number one and then I think it was Sky named her. A reporter from Sky, I think, went to her house. She wasn't there. She disappeared. Turns out she checked into a hotel and had taken her own life. So this isn't new. This isn't new. This is a thing. I don't know. It's and again, we- you know, let's... The, the ins and outs of that case, obviously someone who'd behaved the way she'd behaved, she was not someone who was uncomplicated to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird... I'm not saying that people who have done wrong, like, you know, shouldn't face justice. 
But is justice, you know, is justice really a TV camera and a microphone shoved in their face? Entertainment. Yeah. I don't know. Just, well, it reminds me of a certain person who went on a on a television show to contribute and was um, badgered to expose their private life, and then it treated like you weren't you weren't yeah, being a good yeah. sport by saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's true. It's, it's it become is. so commonplace. Well, I wasn't. This, this, she's talking about when I went on the Matthew Wright show and they asked me about my um, divorce, which is which I had been assured four times in advance they weren't going to ask me and about. The suggestion that when, at, when you walked off was that you'd been precious about it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Well, I, cause the thing is, I saw that game. And I wasn't going to play that game. I can see the game that it is. Yeah. It, it, and, I, and I could play the game. And I, I, I thought I handled it very politely. I was fuming, absolutely fuming, particularly when I saw his auto cue scroll up and my wife's name was in there. A name I've never mentioned in public. Never mentioned it in public. Never acknowledged one way or another. And I saw the name. And that was when I got... And I was fuming, but I sucked it down. I'd been warned by Daisy McAndrew. She said, you know he's probably going to do something. And I said, yeah, I'm kind of half expecting it, but they've promised me that he won't. Well, and he'd been really nice to me before. And Because repeatedly you'd had young producers phone you and say, are you sure you don't want to yeah, talk? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that would get my yeah. hackles up. If- Four times. But he's a, I mean, he's a scumbag. And I handled it beautifully because I, I sat there very calmly and and deflected the the first two or three times as i remember it with kind of jokes and then the third or fourth time i said i'm not i'm not doing this yeah. um and then i said look i really want to tell you to f off and storm off or walk off he said well go on then do it oh. i thought well no because i'm not going to give you that clip you can keep repeating i'm just going to sit here and fume going to give you the chance in the br- the break to apologize and i did in the break i said matthew, matthew come on man what was that about really calmly what was that about he said, well, look, look, look listen, it's, it's in the public interest. I, wow. I, and that's when I said, well, I said, F off. This this isn't worth it. What was I getting paid? 150 quid, 200 quid. I said, this, isn't, this ain't worth 200 no. quid, mate. And I stormed off. And then the producers came out, and I was angry at that point. Producers came out into the green room. Just want to check you're okay. I told them to F off. Hey, whoa, whoa, just calm down. Don't use that language with us. I said, I'm not even talking to you. I walked. Anyway. It's scumbag. Uh, right, we'll have a break, then we're going to do go to Jasmine. We've got loads of calls lined up. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. A big old full switchboard, so I'm not going to give out the phone numbers, but Barry, Daniel, Dave, Jerry, Paul, Chris, stay there. We'll come to it, but, but Jasmine has called in first. Jasmine, you remember... Well, tell us what you remember. Um, hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one day I just had like, this memory of me waiting somewhere and now I don't really understand where this was. What? Hang on. So what was the memory? Me waiting and watching a bit of my mom's life, but very, very fast. She was farting? <laughs> now I've just seen parts of her life, but it was it was like I was waiting for an eternity, but also the time didn't matter. So, you remember a bit of your mum's life where you were waiting for her to conceive you? Mm, yes. How 
do you remember? How do you know that that's a real memory? You know, you never know, but it was like, it's like real, and I had it as a very little child, and it never left me proud it. And so you had this as a young child? Yes. Wow, this is free, this is some freaky shiz, man. Have you spoken about this to your mother? A few times, yes. And, I mean, could you, like, give like could, locations or clothing or could you say stuff that she could verify that you would only know if you had been there before you were born mm, yes one thing is that i could see her face when she was young and then she showed me pictures of it years later and it was exactly her face holy shit how do you know that you hadn't Hang on a minute. You, I, I can imagine what Kath looks like young, and I've only ever known her old. <laughs> I can imagine what she looks like younger. You know, less haggard, less bitter, hey. less grumpy, less less frustrated and disappointed with life. You know, the same height, small, um, but but less less um, grotesque. Yeah, but I think I'm that kind of human who can't really see that. Okay, you can't imagine what people look like a few years younger. Wow, okay. Okay, well, my second question then is, how do you know that you've not just seen a picture of your mum and then, you know, implanted that in your head and then done some, you know, made that up, then sort of time-travelled a little bit in your head? You never know what happens, but... Little children really can see and whatnot, but I've heard crazy stuff about it. Yeah. Okay. Do you know if anyone else? I've never heard of this before. Has anyone else ever had this experience? Um, I've also read a lot of books that say that this is possible, and you. Here's, here's what you have to do. Do you listen? Do you listen to the Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes show on a Sunday night? Yes, definitely. You have got to phone Howard Hughes up this Sunday. He takes phone calls, but not many people phone him up. You have got to phone him up and share this story because he'll be able to ask questions that I can't think of. And also me and Kath will be listening on the way home from Manchester. Yeah, but this is such a real thing and he has such big guests on... I don't think I'd have a chance to go through. Oh, no, you you definitely would, because he's always... Here's the thing. We're the only show that gets phone calls, right? And I know for a fact that Howard wants phone calls, because he asks for them, but no one ever phones up. I guarantee, Jasmine, if you phoned up Howard Hughes on Sunday night, you'd be on in the first hour. You would make his night. (laughs) And also, he will ask you some good questions, but he'll believe you. Maybe, yes. I can write to him. Okay. And then let's see what happens. Okay, very. And Jasmine, because I'm enjoying questioning you, you've got to. You die. You're allowed one specific memory that will live with you for eternity, but you forget everything else that ever happened in your life. What's the one thing, one memory that you would take with you? Um, I'd irritate my first kid. Say that oh, again, sorry. You, you, you do what, sorry? Um, my first kiss or a nice holiday with my family. 
Your first kiss. Yeah, or a nice holiday with a family. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, that sounds... My first kiss was a bit... Uh... Yeah, mine was very wet. Yeah, sorry? Yeah, Wow, was. good, was it? No, it was very... I just remember there was this moment where I thought, at what point is it polite to wipe my face? Because oh, no. this is... Uh, the overspill is quite something. Jasmine, I'd like you to say hello to Chris. Hello, Chris. You say Chris? hello to me. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jasmine. <laughs> hello. I. I. Hello. How are you? More importantly, how, how are you? Um, because um, what what you just said, you, you had I'm fine. you had a, an outer experience, out out of um, experience, and, and they're playing this music in the background now. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I think you should ring that chap on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. You could have a, a good chat to you, rather than me, because I, I can't answer your questions. Mm, yeah, I also had a lot of experiences, but that was a bit, yeah, not very nice. Well... I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> if um, it makes you you happy and if it um I don't understand how how you can have a, an out of body experience when you said you knew that um, uh, you know, it's a stage when it's a stage when your body is asleep and you are still awake and then you can leave your body but I didn't want to leave my body. Really? Yeah. Sorry, I've been, I've been watching Gavin and Stacey too much. I, I keep on saying really all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I can say, I've turned into my dad. And my dad is a... Is a so he, he used to say to me... Um, So I, I, I don't understand how, how you've had this out-of-body experience. You, are you a religious person, Jasmine? Not, not really. I, I started believing in the cause of miracles a few years ago, but I never believed in the Bible, really. See, I, many years ago, I, I used to do um, mindfulness. What's that? So, mindfulness? Yes. So it's, it's, it's like an, um, 
You must know mind mindfulness. Um, when your mind is expanded. Well, I mean, I had it once. Say again, sorry. When your mind is expanded. What well, you just um. Yeah, but Chris, Chris, do you yeah. believe in ghosts? Pardon? Do you believe in ghosts? No. Well, I do, but not in that kind of thing. It's, it's nothing wrong in that. Nothing wrong in that. If that's what you believe in. You know, when I said about mindfulness, um, my friend, she... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I came downstairs quite quietly, <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, my my friend, she um, she's got a guide dog. Mm -hmm. So I, I was trying to be quiet, and her guide dog takes all the the toys out of, out of the basket. So as mm -hmm. I came downstairs, I turned on one of the, and it was it was a, a Sunday morning. And she had the music on, and right in in a in a um, right. So I was trying to be quiet, <laughs> and I came downstairs. And I turned on one of these bleeding one of the guide dogs' squeaky toys. And I I found it so quite funny, actually. <laughs> I did. I ran out the house. <laughs> I went in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> I know people often say that um, pets can see ghosts. Ghosts because they can kind of like look in different frequencies or something. Say again, sorry. Um, that dogs can see different things than humans because they can also hear different sounds. But we oh, can't hear. Oh, oh yeah. most definitely. Yeah, yes. Of course. That is scary. Well, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, guide dogs. So, uh, when, when you speak about things and when... But I can't believe you said that you've had a another experience. Mm, yeah, so please. Um, you can actually buy frequencies online um, out of body experience and then you can listen to it and maybe it will work. And it is scary, but a lot of people say it's great. Well. I wouldn't do it again. I, I don't think you had it in the first time, have you? Really? Sorry? Really? <laughs> yes, I would say really. I mean... I know there are a lot of things that we can't really explain, and this is true, you know? We hear a lot of stories, and I think that some of them might actually be true. Well, I, I believe in in science and, and mm -hmm. I don't believe in a God. 
Yeah, I believe in science too because it's obvious, but I also believe that there might be something else as well. Such as? Science can't explain everything that's happening. And that's the scary thing about it. No. <laughs> I, I, you believe, if you believe in religion or if people believe in religion, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I, um, I think the last time I went to church, I thought, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a bit too reli religious for me. I, I couldn't handle it. I had to get out. But you went out. Pardon? You went out of church. Well, I went up to the church. Mm. <laughs> There's a movie. Yeah, is is a church just up the road from me? And is a movie. I I don't know if you know it. It's called Twin Town. Mm, I might have heard of this. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard of a lot of things, and I'm also very interested in what's going to happen after death. And what, what, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? What's going to happen after death? What do you mean? Where, where, where do you think you're going to go to then? What do you mean, what's going to happen after death? Come on, Jasmine. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Somebody who makes me laugh How did our eyes get so red And what the hell is on Joey's said? This is where I grew up I think the president would have fixed it up I never knew we ever went without The second floor is hard to sneak in up And this is where I went to school Most of the time I'd better face to do Criminal record says I broke him twice I must have done it half a dozen times I wonder if it's too late Should I go back and try to graduate? Life's better now than it was back then If I was them, I wouldn't let me Yes. The cops see us hanging out. They see some 
Radio program. This is. Am I talking to myself here? I, 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 I was listening to the music. Then. Just shut it, pal. Pardon? Just shut it, pal. Say again, sorry. Just shut it, pal. Something about Carl? A guzzler. Can you speak properly, please? I've done a little garden. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Are you real? Uh, are you real? Are, are you, you real? Who am I speaking to now? Who? Who you? Yes. Unga, 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 shango, unga, unga, unga. Right. Okay, if you want to speak like that. Okay, then. Right, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. I like the mooshy peas. Pardon? I like the mooshy peas. Go on. Go on, Kion. You can't wind me up. Sis, shut it, pal. Pardon? Sis, shut it, pal. I'm going to hang the phone up now. Because you're talking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please don't go. <laughs> You're talking about um, the Labour government in 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 the eight, in the 90s now. Just shut it, pal. Yeah, Who the hell is Ginger Baker? <laughs> you winding me up now, aren't you? I did. Pardon? What are you beefing on about? Nothing. Flipping it. Shall I come right? Are you real? Oh, I, I can play little things on, on on my computer and do things like that, yes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Shut up. There's no need of it. I, I was speaking to one of your guests quite nicely then. Did we get a word in Edgeware here? I know you wind up your guess, and you're not going to do it to me. Just <laughs> shut it, pal. <laughs> you're not going to wind me up. <laughs> I refuse to let you do it. Please don't go. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Hello, Hello Jerry. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, tough, tough old day, huh? We wanted to kick you out of the home, but police are called, barricading yourself in. What the oh, hell is look, going I'm on, man? I lost the plot yesterday completely. First time I've gone mad. Just lost the plot completely. How are you doing now? You bet. I, I saw the emails going back and forth, and I saw the the home's um, muted responses, and that's me being polite because I think they're scumbags. How are you doing now? Doing all right. I think we're still getting there. Richard's all hard work. He's pulled hard work in. A lot of hard work. Who, Richard? Richard's, Richard's a good man. Powers of work. Yeah, Richard is a good man. Um, he'll say, he, he he doesn't want to mention this to you yet, but he's going to send you a bill. I think it's about £30,000 so far. So <laughs> just hope you can afford that. Uh, now Richard's a, 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 a lawyer who's doing a lot of work for free to help Jerry's transition to another care home because this bunch of scumbags are kicking him out. Remember, this is the care home that left him on the floor for hours while we listened. Um, and um, there's a sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they hung up. Uh, lousy place up in there, and we we were treated very coldly. Although I, oh, I believe that since we've been there, its new management have taken over. Um, but yeah, they're turfing you out, man. They're turfing you out. And let's not forget, they've been restricting your access to the phone. Yeah, and, and there was a, there was a contract where you weren't allowed to phone us up and talk about the quality of care, despite the fact that you're a human being and you yeah. can talk about whatever you want. And we kind of went along with that because we thought it would make things a little bit better for you, and it hasn't. So yeah. up there's. And then they, they here's the thing, right? I was involved. I saw all the emails that were sent back and forth between Richard, the lawyer, and the care home. Except the care home weren't replying. So halfway through, I just dived in and said, Richard, thanks for letting me know about this. This will be tonight's show. Can you let me know? Am I allowed to? name the care home and individuals who work there oh they started moving then oh they started moving then oh boy they replied to emails then scumbags reconciled sorry People started talking yeah yeah as soon as i i said right this is tonight's show can i name them 
they cacked themselves and then they started talking. And that's outrageous that that's what it takes. Six months and we got nowhere. He just kept stalling everything, asking for permission to do this. Has they given permission? And then you've come with that comment and you like the, the poo at the floor. They just come running. Are over. you still able to come to our show on Sunday? I don't know I'm getting there. I think so. It's up in the air. I don't know I'm getting there because these have done nothing. I don't think. Bunch of... And last night, Chuck and Gubba didn't give me a one. Oh man, I'm really sorry. I, I, I think I, I think you're being treated. Uh, you're being treated worse than an animal. And the, you know, the, the, your only problem, you got a crappy disease called Parkinson's, and that's it. And they're treating you like well. a piece of trash. And uh, uh, you know, I think it's awful. And you know, luckily for you, you've got me and Kath, and you've got Richard, who can make a little bit of a fuss. And if I send an email saying I'm going to name them on air, things happen. But that ain't good no, enough. There's thousands of others out there. Yeah, exactly. This is happening everywhere, man. Not everywhere. Let me take that back. This is happening too often. It's not happening everywhere because there are some good places. Yeah. Um, but but uh, and I don't want to tar them all with the same brush. But um, but you've been treated like like um, like scum, and you're not scum. You're a friend of the show. You're a friend of ours. And I just think that I just um, as part of the human race, I want to say I'm sorry. You've been brilliant, Al. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know how much we've actually... Achieved. I, I, here's, you know what? Here's the thing. My worry is that we made things worse. That's my that's my, my worry. This is why I'm keeping slightly quiet about it. I'm worried that we made things worse. No, I don't think it's going to get much worse. Yeah. It's stuck on the, the floor six hours. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who else would you have called? Yeah, Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> I had to. I had to. Um, I don't know. I do worry that if, yeah, we helped in that incident, but maybe we made things worse. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I can see that you've been treated appallingly. And, and the fact they didn't reply to any emails today until I said, thanks, Richard, can I name them on air? I know, and I know, I know exactly what the rules are in naming people. I know exactly what I can get away with. I, that, that email was purely um, to, to scare them enough that they would start replying, and they did. Yeah, scumbags. Yeah, you scumbags. High five, Mr. Lee. Yeah, scumbags. My, I'm sending you my bills. It's 30 grand from me, 30 grand from Richard, 60,000, 30 grand for Catherine. Let's round it up to £100,000, um, and you better pay it soon, otherwise we're going to be um, calling on you for all kinds of things. Oh, he's gone. Uh, thank you, Jerry. If Jerry calls back, wish him wish him well, and um, we will speak to him. Maybe we'll speak to him tomorrow. Let's go to Katie. Good evening, Katie. A lot of calls. Sorry, guys. With Barry, Dave, Paul, I'll come to you in a bit. I promise. Good evening, Katie. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> That's quite all right. That was an interesting conversation between the the foreign lady. Um, sorry, I don't know. Was it Jessica? Uh, uh, Jasmine. Yep. Jasmine. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it felt like I was in a different universe. It was it, like a lucid dream. I was it, in it, but it, I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I really enjoyed it. But I find it. I, I, the conversation I had with Jasmine, I found very stilted, and I always struggle to get the best out of Chris. But those two together, I thought it was genuinely fascinating. We got yeah. a real insight into their characters. <laughs> So I'm ringing, guys, just that you were talking about memories. Yes. Um, and I, can I have two? Can I be greedy? No, you can't. This is the thing. You're <laughs> only... Catherine, you lay that's down the, the rules. That's the terrible dilemma of it. You know, oh, if you've got, no, you've so got I can't one... Choose. Give us the two, and then we'll pick one for you. Well, OK, so there's one regarding my son. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, when my mum passed away seven years ago, I was telling my... And it was heartbreaking to, to, to explain to my eight-year-old boy at the time. Mm. His grandma had passed away. And he said, so, Mummy, she's she's like a dandelion seed floating into the sky. Ooh, that's a good And one. isn't that beautiful? 
That is a good one. Yeah, so I really like that. And, yeah, just compare them both. So here's one. Um, and it sounds really odd, OK? Um, people might not understand what I'm talking about, but, uh, like I say, seven years ago, my mum passed away. And I was with both my mum when she passed away and my dad, which is the uh, two years yeah. on, on the 17th he passed away. And just the honour of being... I mean, they both separately passed away in my arms... Uh, the honour of that experience, if I was meant to be on this earth for one thing, and it was the most beautiful... I mean, obviously, it was incredibly sad, but it was just a beautiful moment yeah. for me, allow, for them to allow me for that special moment when, when they're passing away, when I said, you know, it's time to, time to go. And it was almost like they were waiting for me to give them some kind of permission or something. Yeah. And, it oh. was, um, and that was beautiful in the way they went. They just both looked... Amazing, and uh, then that's kind of you know they weren't scared, and it was just. You've just reminded me when my dad was dying. He was in a hospice, and he was dying, and he was off his face on morphine, and he was dying. And I thought we had a few weeks. We we only had days, and I was sat there with him on, on my own, and I felt I need to say something. I need to say something profound here. Mm-hmm. And he was muttering about being in a garden in Paris. I don't think if he'd ever been oh. to Paris, right? Yeah. And I, and he was and he was moaning in pain. And I just said, and he was out of it, and he'd been out of it for days. And I said, Dad, I think you're done. You can let go now. Yeah. And then he, but then he sat up completely lucid and went, what, what are you talking about, Ian? Let go of what? I thought, oh, shit, he's fine. <laughs> and I went, um, oh, I said, I, 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 I felt really silly. I felt really silly. I said, oh, you, you, then I lied to a dying man. I said, oh, you just said you were holding on to something. And I was just saying you can let go of it now. I said, and he was and he was lucid for about thirty seconds, and then he went off again. I felt really, really silly. Oh. You can let go now, Dad. It was my big profound moment. That's let go. Of you have to. You feel as well. That's absolutely right. You feel like you've got to be really profound and stick like no. the last word. You know. But, you do, uh, don't you? His, yeah. I mean, his last words to me were very special, which I wish I should, which I shall keep private. But um, um, uh, Katie, you've got to pick one, and you've got to pick it now. Oh, that's so hard. Um, I'll pick my parents. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Katie. You are right, Catherine? You were tearing up a little bit. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, yeah. Death, isn't it? Yeah. Death, isn't it? It's, uh, uh, Paul, Dave, Barry, we'll come to you after the news. It's one of them shows tonight. 0344. Very busy on the phones tonight. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. OK. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're talking about death. What happens next? If you could pick one memory to carry with you for all eternity into the afterlife. I can't believe a 21-year-old Japanese film has given us a really good um, topic tonight. That's unusual. Um, oh, and there's other, there's, other, um, there's other stuff going on as well. You phone in about whatever you want. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle every weeknight from 10 only on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Twiggy Twiggy by Pizzicato 5. It's some tune, some tune, so... So the lead singer of Pizzicato 5 is uh, Miss Makinomiya. I just tweet it. Let's all hail at Miss Makinomiya. Lead singer with Pizzicato 5. And then I clicked on Miss Makinomiya's Twitter. What does that say, Catherine? Oh, follows you. She follows me. Miss McInamia follows me, ladies and gentlemen. She follows me. There we go. Is that a new thing? Lead singer of P5 follows me. Do you know what? I th- I think I very nearly interviewed her about eight years ago. And she, she must have followed me then. She must have followed me then. I, when I was at Absolute, I, I came yay close to persuading her to come on, except she doesn't really speak any English, or very, very little. And I said, don't worry, we can get a translator, we can pre-record it, we can take our time with it, it'll be fine. And she was umming and ahhing and umming and ahhing, and then she kind of went, actually, do you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. But very, very close. She follows me, ladies and gentlemen. Ms. I, could, I could send her a direct message right now, Miss Mackinamia. She wouldn't understand it. (laughs) She wouldn't understand it. But, um, uh, um, and there she is with, um, Paul Stanley from Kiss. Okay, right. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm going to go through Miss McInamia's tweets and devour them because I think she's just an absolutely stunning human being in everything that she does. Um, let's go to Dave first. We've got people, everyone's been waiting for a while. I can only apologise. So let's dive into these calls. Good evening, Dave. Hello, good evening. Sorry to keep you waiting, David. What have you got for us? That's all right. My kitchen's nice and clean now. Good lad. Good lad. Hey, I found a clean... Listen to me, middle-class man. I found a cleaner that I like. I'm wearing a shirt for the first time in ages because she ironed some shirts for me. I've got I've got no a regular way. cleaner once every fortnight. Becky's going to come and clean my place. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm over... The, I went home last night having left her in there going, oh, my God, what's it going to be like? It was clean. It was tidy. It smelt clean. I did the finger test on the shelves. 
it passed. I booked her. I booked her <laughs> every other Monday. She's coming at five o'clock. Did you go full four in a bed and pull like the mattress cover back? And yes, check, check I did all of that. I, put, I, I licked the rim of my lavvy. Oh, and then I realised that actually I'd only asked her to clean the ensuite, not the main bathroom, <laughs> and I regretted that terribly. So I'm, I'm, it's all good. Anyway, go on, Dave. What you got? Um, I had an interesting moral, moral dilemma today, and I was just wondering what either one of you two would have done, because my wife came up with a different answer to what I actually did. Okay, oh, that's on. always disconcerting, um, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I was walking the dog today um, in the woods, and there are two parts, and I was walking down one. Is this, and on this the is like a metaphor side, for life. All right, go on. I like this. <laughs> there was two old boys facing the trees, and one of them was going for a pee. Okay. And I carried on walking, and as I walked round, I met up with them, and it turns out that one of them was my next-door neighbour. Oh. And he said, oh, hello, Dave. This is my friend so-and-so. And the bloke went, oh, hello. No. Nice to meet you. And no. And put out his hand. To shake his hand, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty ba- ba- boy. Dirty boy. <laughs> so <laughs> what would you have done? Well, let's just check. Had he been using his hands, or was he assuming the hands-on-head position? No, he'd been using his hands. Oh, blimey. Well, here's the thing, Dave. Let me let into a little secret. I've made a I've made a life choice. Go on, then. Nine times out of ten, I don't wash my hands after a pee. I will always wash my hands now after a poo. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Yeah. I don't pee on my hands. My penis is clean, right? So it's the same as me touching my face. Same as me scratching my back. Probably d- d- cleaner than scratching my back, which is very spotty at the moment. Um, so my except, penis is clean well, and my hands are clean. Except your face isn't trapped in a pair of pants for eight hours a day. And sweating. Oh, Charles, me a fine thing. <laughs> Charles, me a fine thing. <laughs> Charles, me a fine thing. Um, I think you are wrong for not shaking his hand. I think that's rude. I think that's ill You should have unzipped him and, and shook his penis. What? So that's what men like doing in the woods, so I hear. No, you should have... Of course you should have shook his... So what did you do? Did you leave him hanging? Literally. I did. No, I didn't. I, I, I said to him, I'm not shaking your hand. I said, I know where it's been. You actually said it? He said it. Yeah. Oh, no, did. mate. Did you yeah, s- I know. My wife said you should have just shaken his hand and washed it when you got home. Did you <laughs> say it in a humorous way or did you do a disgusted face? No, I, I was trying to be humorous. So I said, no, mate, I'm not shaking your hand. I've just seen you having a pee. I know where your hand's been. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, And the thing is, it didn't register, and he was left there hanging with his arms still out. After I said it, his hand was still there, and it wasn't registering, and I thought, uh, oh, God, this is awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. There you go. That was an awkward... And what, what did your wife say? You should have shook his hand. She said, yeah, she said, you should have shook his hand and washed it when you got home. Yeah. But yeah. no, man, yeah. no, man. She's, she, your wife, your wife is right. You She's sh- a nicer person than me. Well, here's the thing. That's probably what I would have done, but only because I'm a people pleaser and I wouldn't have had the guts. I was going to say balls, but obviously he had the balls. <laughs> I wouldn't have had the guts to say what you said. But I also get the feeling that you never know when that kind of thing is... <laughs> God, I'm going to say, going to pop out. <laughs> Sometimes on. I get myself in situations Go where I will on. find myself saying that, and then it's and then it's and then it's out there, and there's nothing you can do to put it back in. But you know what I mean. I think you were. Yeah. I think it was fair enough what you said, but I would have probably gone. <laughs> 
with the flow. <laughs> I'm not doing this on purpose, honestly. Terrible, terrible human beings. <laughs> terrible human beings. Wow, though. Fancy doing that. That, to me, shows that blokes still... I mean, I know that there's a lot of conversation, and I heard um, Matthew Wright, they were talking about whether now it's swung too, <laughs> swung too far the other way. Catherine, <laughs> what are you doing? This isn't a carry-on film. <laughs> and that now men men are the new women. But, you know, when we can pee in front of each other in the woods and then go check each other's hands, then we'll know we're at the top of the tree. <laughs> You'll be peeing from the top of the tree? I mean, yeah. That's when you know you're really winning the life. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Women don't do that. Not unless they're really, really desperate and then they'll hide it. Blokes just do it anywhere. I, know, I couldn't believe it, though. It's just, no, I thought it's not on, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have shaken. I wouldn't have even offered my hand if it had been me. I'd no. say, oh, "All right, mate. How are you? Give him a wave." And I'd have been it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little wave. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, listen, Dave. You. I think you're a very rude man, and you should have shook your neighbour's friend's hand. That's disgusting of you. Outrageous. His wee wee stained hand. Thank you. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Um, what am I supposed to say next? I wonder. Oh, you don't have to say anything, Paul. How are you doing? No, I'm fine. You've been waiting for Not a while sure. on the phone. I appreciate um, your patience. Patience, yes. Yeah, I appreciate your patience. Not everyone can be as patient as, as you. Um, what have you been up to today, Paul? Yeah, good question. Ah, I, li- I like to ask I, the good I, questions. I mean, I mean, I mean, um, well, not, I mean not, not a brilliant question, but what, what did I do? Well, I went downtown, I think, if yeah. I remember. Downtown, um, yeah. Uh, Anything uh, else? Just 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 went downtown. Yeah, I, That's all right. I, I, yeah, I went downtown. Had to eat down there. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm trying to lose weight at the moment, so don't talk to me about food. <laughs> and then came back. Well, it sounds <laughs> like the per- It sounds like you've had the perfect day. <laughs> Doesn't it? That sounds like you've had the absolutely perfect day. Yeah, it was not a perfect day. It's such a perfect day. Yeah. Do you know that song? Do you know that song? Yeah. 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 Um, well, listen. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at Japanese CDs on Amazon yeah. Japan. I, 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 I've got no idea what I'm doing, but I'm clicking by. Amazon Japan, yeah. Japan, yeah. You have a, do you have, have you? Um, oh, I don't think I can log in on. I don't think you can buy stuff on Amazon Japan anymore. Do you? Um, you travelled much, Paul? Have you been anywhere? Or have you just stayed in this country? Paris. Been to Paris. Yeah. What was that uh, like? Would you enjoy it? Uh, it was ages ago. That a long time ago. Um, Holland as well. Holland. I've been to Holland. Yeah. I went back to went to Holland first. This was years ago when I was doing the fine art degree. Yeah. I did that. During the degree, we went to Holland and Japan. You went... Hang on. you No, France. You didn't go to Japan. Sorry, sorry not Japan. France. Holland, Holland and, and, and France. France. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. And what degree did you say you were doing, Paul? Fine art. Fine art. Wow. But I can't really do much now in that area. So you were you were an artist yourself. You weren't studying it. You you uh, you, you weren't looking at the history of art. You were actually an artist. 
Yeah. Wow, I'd love to see. Do you have any of the stuff, um, any of your work left, or has it all got lost in life? No, I think it's all, much of it's got lost in life. Yeah, these things do, don't they? But you can't paint now, did you say? Well, yeah, because I think I, you can't, I mean, I've been told you can't really remember it, but someone pushed me out um, the second store window straight onto concrete, and I assumed I broke my wrist and it's shaking. I think it tends to shake a lot now. Mm. My left hand, you see. When did that happen, Paul? That sounds horrific. It was, yes. Yeah, over a month in hospital, unconscious, yeah. Yeah. Was that a long time ago? Yeah, quite a, a long time ago, yeah. And what kind of stuff did you paint, Paul? Um, what kind of stuff? Um, uh, well, I wasn't a very good artist, I don't think. Yeah. Although, I, I did have, um, a bit of time in a, a the bathrooms of a church. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, I, I painted, and this is after I've done my degree. Yeah. Um, you've, you've, we, you've lived a life, haven't you, Paul? Hey, eh? You've lived a life. A life? You, uh, you, have, you have lived, you've, you've experienced some things. A few, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Do you yeah. ever, you never think about? I mean, do you do you sketch? Do you draw? Do you never think about painting now? No, not really. No. No, it doesn't trouble trouble me because um, before that, I mean, I mean, before I left, well. Before I left school, um, I, I started. I played chess. You see, mm. yeah, I used to play. Um, what, uh, I think it was a six board six. The last last in last year, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I did get did get a little trophy once. So yeah. I've got many trophies, but not for one chess. Wow. Yes, yes. I like chess. I like it a lot. I haven't played it for ages. I'm not very good at it, though. But I, I, I did used to like it. I, I should start playing chess again. Yeah, I got, what was it, the Under-16 Championship of Leicester and Leicester. Wow, flipping excellent. You were good. Yeah, but I'm not good. I'm not, I don't so. They don't give trophies out, you know, for being rubbish at chess. Maybe they do, actually. I don't know. Maybe there is a... <laughs> Maybe there is a trophy for people who aren't very good. I don't know, but I'd be surprised. Well, <laughs> I'd be surprised. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it, you know, passages sort of things. And then it went, I mean, I, I, it went all wrong, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It went all wrong with this. Do you remember when were, were you always schizophrenic, or was there like? A, a, do you remember a point when it it kind of kicked in? No, I, I don't remember. They, uh, they, they, I don't know. Some sort of diagnosis they came up. Yeah, where I got paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, Doctor Warrington was. Um, 
looking, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, I, you know, voice, they talk about voices. I have heard voices on occasions. But, you know. Friendly voices or, or not? I don't know. The friendly voices tend to be friendly, <laughs> good. which is which is good. Well, at the moment they tend to be friendly, but um, the, the, the voice—I don't know. I, I I thought it was some sort of guru or teacher that appeared in my head. Well, blimey! Yeah, sort of that that sort of uh, you know. But then that that, that was something else, but. I can't remember a word, really, that he was saying. He was speaking in English, but I can't mm. remember. Paul, listen, yeah. I have to go because I'm late for the ads again. Um, yeah. I really enjoy our chats. I hope you yeah. do as well. I, I, I get a lot. I think we've learnt a lot about you tonight, and um, it's always really interesting. So I really uh, I want to say thank you for your time. Yeah. Okay. All right, mate. You sleep well, and maybe we'll, we'll speak later in the week. OK. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Bye. What a nice guy. It's the, um, it's the most lucid we've conversation, and there's always a story yeah. as an artist. Just shows what giving someone a little bit of time can do. He's an artist. Chess champ. Chess champ and got pushed out of a second-story window. Now, there is always a chance that he's winding us up and none of that is true, but I, I, I believe it. And, um, and he's travelled and he's been hampered by crappy illness. What a nice guy. Thanks for that, Paul. I really appreciate that. That was, um, that was lovely to learn, learn a little bit more about you. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a story. Uh, Barry, you're next. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Some show tonight. Some show. And I'm not feeling great tonight. I, I kind of a bit wobbly at the moment. And driving home last night, I just suddenly felt... I'm, I'm, I'm very good at the moment. I've, I've had a couple of weeks of being really good. And I'm, I'm getting, as I get older, I'm getting better of noticing the signs, spotting the signs that I'm up for a little wobble. And I, last night I was just, I caught myself fantasising for 20 minutes about, I was having like anxiety fantasies. And um, and then just today I started, today I started off great. Today I was like, I'm not not, not bipolar because that belittles, but, but this morning I was like, yes, yes, son. And I tweeted, I'm alive and I'm living. And then an hour later I felt, felt the slide back down again so i didn't know if tonight's show was going to be good but tonight's show is great this is a great show and it's about to get better because we're joined by barry good evening barry hey good evening and good evening Catherine. hello barry still a numberless uh, life member good. very happy about it that's the way it should be that is that is the way that it should be um and uh th th there is only one other person who is numberless and you two your time will come your time will come when you'll be required to perform your mission. Here we go, then. Yeah, but we, we don't know what that mission is. He's primed, you can tell. Yes. <laughs> that is why. What can we do for you, Baz? Well, I'm just saying, I've really enjoyed the show. Um, I listen every night. Um, it's reminded me of sort of the older shows... I think you mean it's good. You mean it's back to our normal good self as opposed to the rubbish no, we've been doing I, the last I, year. 
No, it's a different buzz. Every every night's a different buzz. But yeah, it just just reminded me for some reason of the older shows. I I, I really like the subject to death. I think we should have an acceptance, uh, familiarity with it because it's something that's going to visit us all. You know. We uh, I, well, I've said this for ages. We should teach death at schools. We should teach it about what I. Here's the thing. I don't know how to organise a funeral. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'll find out at some point, and I'll find out the hard way. And like everybody, I'll I'll spend five grand more than I need to uh, 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 spend. But um, we should teach death at school. We should talk about because no one talks. You don't talk about it. So when it happens, it's it, it's it, it's a weird thing because we don't talk about it. No one knows what to say. What do you what do you say to someone who's who's um, Brothers died. Well, let's discuss it in a classroom before you're in that situation so that we've got a few ideas of what you definitely don't say, what you definitely could say, and some ways to kind of improvise your way around it. Because people get scared when someone... Right, say, say right, a uh, uh, relative of mine died. Apart from really close friends like Kath, people wouldn't really know what to say. Oh, yeah, his mum died. I don't know. You don't know what to say. I remember we had that conversation when your dad passed and it was... Um... Yeah. I only knew because I'd made a huge goof when I was um, about 23. I had, a fr- I had friends who'd had a baby who um, didn't make it. And I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything, thinking, oh, oh, they'll be busy, they'll, they'll, they won't want to talk to me, I'll, I'll give them a ring in a, in yeah. a week or so. And, of course, I never did. Yeah. Never felt able to talk about it. And years later, a year later, I apologised, and I said, listen, I'm really sorry, I just didn't know what to say, and I should have said something. And we had a chat about it, and they just said, you know, you don't have to. There's nothing you can say to make it better, but it's just knowing that you're there and you note it. And and what I said to you was, we can go for a coffee, you can talk about it, you can not talk about it, but just know that I'm thinking of you. My thing now is if it it doesn't happen, it hasn't happened too often, but if if someone close to a friend of mine dies, I phone them up, phone them up, just saying that there's probably nothing I can do, but if there is anything, quite often if it's like, you know, a day or two after, they won't answer. That's fine. Just leave a voicemail saying, look, I probably can't do anything, but if you need anything, I'm here, thinking of you, and making that contact, because so many people, not out of meanness like you, they just go, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say anything. Or, I don't want to disturb them while they're grieving, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, and for me, I was a kid, and and I felt uncomfortable, never dealt with that kind of thing before. It was so tragic and yeah i just i must admit that probably it was an excuse saying that yeah. i'm not going to go around there, i don't want to disturb them was it was a comfortable excuse because i just didn't know what to do yeah so let's talk about it let's talk about it. let's talk about it guys it's just people it's just people barry yeah it, it happened with with chris i mean it was quite fascinating conversation with jasmine yeah it wasn't it just i wonder what happens i wonder what happens after death what do you reckon sort of, happens you're a buddhist sort of aren't you do you reckon we cut your reincarnation and all that well, yeah, I mean, in Buddhist meditation, they think we're a little bit morbid because we do a lot of meditation on on, on death. And yeah. It's to create the familiarity that when it happens, the sort of mind, it's about dying in a happy mind, which is usually the, the, the three minds that we've got. There's gross, subtle, and very subtle. The, subtle. the very subtle mind is the mind that we die in, and that's when you're very sensitive. Word, sub- subtle. Subtle. So that's it. You were saying subtle. You sound like my, my eldest, subtle. He's dropping his T's now, subtle. When he's a cool dude. Called it my um my youngest my seven year old has started remembering what he's learning in school now. So when but when I when I pick him up from school, what did you le- what did what did you learn today? I can't remember. But now I'm getting like stuff today. We talked about the Titanic. He told me he told me all about the Titanic. Um, can't remember what it was the other day. But then um, last week, what did you learn? To- oh, we learned about Buddhism. 
I was like, whoa. And I, I, so I was asking, so who's, who's the kind of main dude in Buddhism? Buddha. Okay. And he was telling me about reincarnation, and it was great. It was a great little chat about it. Chat about it. See? And that's what you're saying, Ian, about talking to young people. I, I recently was asked to go and talk to the clubs about uh, Buddhism. Were you? Wow. And the people next door, the evangelical church next door, and uh, they were looking at all different faiths. So they said, do you mind going along? I said, no, I'll, I'll do my best. I've just about got one foot out the swamp, but I'll try my best. And, you know, those kids were, like, really, really interested. And it doesn't have to be morbid. No. It doesn't have to be something we shut away. No, not at all, not at all. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 I talked to the boys about death a little bit. We're, 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 uh, the dad of a friend of my youngest has died recently. Um, and so I've kind of, you know, just just every now and then I just check how he's if he's okay with it and how he's doing with it and if he's got any questions. And, and we have quite frank, open conversations and then he'll suddenly start talking about playing Fortnite again because that's what kids do and that's and that's uh, fine. Um, Barry, always good to talk, mate. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Michael. Hello, Ian. Hello, Michael. Hi. What can I do for you? Yes, I was just gonna, I listened to your podcast yesterday uh, about plasticine. Oh, oh, yes, plasticine, yes. Uh, and then when Catherine retaliated with the Cola, cola. Don't know what that is. That, that was computer editing. That didn't actually happen in the show. A lot of people have directed me to that. That didn't happen in the show. That was computer editing. I didn't make a mistake. But carry on. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Anyway, I'll, I'll make you laugh in a minute in, in, in hospital. From the other side of your, fa- I'll make you laugh from your a hole. Wow, that's it not the other side so of his fun. face. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Really cheer me up. I needed cheering up, and uh, yeah, it was really good. It is. So, um, it is absolute nonsense. This show, Michael. But sometimes, sometimes you need absolute nonsense. And I'm happy. Listen, I'm, I'm a jester. I'm a clown. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to act the, the fool if it b- provides people with entertainment. And I'm, I know that there's always someone dumber than me. Yes. Don't look at I only me. ever listen to your podcasts. I don't ever listen to you live. Do you do you get irritated by people like me or Yes Oh I'm what, sorry. What Michaels? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, um we just we me and, I, I'm sure I speak for both of us. We're just grateful that anyone listens. Yeah. If you can listen to the show, that's great. If you can listen to five minutes of the show, that's great. If you listen to the podcast, beautiful. Thank you very much for, you know, inviting us into your ears. We recognise the fact that you know very few people watch TV at the time the TV's on these days. Why can we? Ex- how can we expect people to listen to the show from start to finish every single night? It's, it's yeah. wonderful when yeah. they do. But if you listen to the podcast, that's still brilliant. Yeah, it's we appreciate great. your support. And um, and thank you. And you you've picked the best radio show in the whole goddamn world. <laughs> thank <laughs> you both. Hey, nice one, Michael. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Oh three four four. Switchboard's empty for the first time this evening. Wow, gosh, what busy what busy show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So good. So good. Yeah, so good, man. Everybody's so good. 
good. It's so good. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. America should be the nation tourists are most familiar with, given how pervasive US culture is, and it really is everywhere these days. You can't switch on a television without seeing an episode of Man vs. Food or The Knight Rider. But apparently, it still has the power to baff- baffle according to a recent online discussion. And it's toilets in particular. The first time you take a poo in an American toilet, oh. it's incredible because it's a slightly different colour in it because the, the, the bowl is slightly higher and if it, it's, it, it just doesn't break. It's incredible. <laughs> also, aren't they, isn't the water closer to your bum than it well, is this in is this country? Well, this is it. This yeah. is it. Careful, everyone. The discussion was started on Reddit when one user posed the question, people who have visited the US from another country, what surprised you the most? Several of those taking part immediately voiced concerns about using the bathroom. Uh, one, Oz Rockabella said, your toilets are three quarters full of water. Why? While Punka Lunka added, the toilets are so wide. And why is the water in the toilet bowl right up near the seat? Why does it need to be so high? Ah, no, this is the one. A perceived lack of privacy was what surprised Stego Snail. Gaps around the toilet doors. Why? Very low tops, very high bottoms. Yeah. Is that so you can crawl out if you get locked in? Another Reddit user wasn't happy with the showers. Oh. Showers without detachable shower heads is so weird in a first world country. Um, Slurms McKenzie. Oh, yeah, this now this is confusing. Price tags not showing the amount you pay mm. at the till. Perplex are the most. Why isn't tax added onto the item initially? It means you never know how much you're actually going to pay. That's always a shock. The first two days in New York. What? But it's... Oh, ta- what? By the end of the second day, right, okay, you've got by purchase tax on it, but that's that's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the easiest method. Um. Uh, hello, it's hello, it's Sale Sandra. Was shocked by the wanton ice cube distribution. She wrote they put ice in every single thing they drink. Um. Someone was confused by the healthy option culture. On your health menu, there are waffles and pancakes, and they're defined healthy because you add a strawberry or they come with some fruit. Also, everything is so big. I love, I love the portion sizes. I love the... I, here's the great thing about going to New York, and it's really... I mean, I've been to L.A. and San Francisco and Seattle, but New York is where I've, I've had the most experiences. You go go and have a breakfast. Always have a breakfast because that that can carry you through till dinner time. Because yeah. they're huge, and you will walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and have a breakfast. Sit down. It will come. You'll go. Whoa! Not a chance. Devour that breakfast because if you that will get you part through lunchtime and through to dinner on a good day, and you will just walk it all off. It's great breakfast, man. Love it. I don't get the sweet sour thing. I don't get the syrup on near your bacon thing. Oh, I tried it. I, I can work with that, yeah. I've tried it, but who thought of that? Um, portion sizes in restaurants, they're huge and gigantic. Don't complain about that. Tips are aggressively expected. I don't really understand the tips over there. I, 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 they, no, they put it on the bill, don't they, in New York? Like 12, 15 and 20, and it tells you the options. But it's also, you know, uh, you go and sit at a bar, they expect a tip. You, Someone brings your bags up to the room, they expect a tip. Uh, every, they, there is a lot more tipping that goes on there. Aquanautical says she explained how friendly people are. If you have an English accent, and noted how S as blank 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 G big everything is S blank blank. It's not shit. S 
blank, 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 G, big everything is. Shagging. Yeah, but that's not a thing. That doesn't spell shagging. Try again. Too many blanks, isn't it? No, not enough blanks. Mm. Okay, I want to speak to Luke. I, I need to speak to Luke. Good evening, Luke. I need to speak to you. Hi, Ian. Hey, Luke. How, how are you? I'm all right, Luke. What you got for us? Um, I just wanted to talk to you about retro games. Do it, do um, it, do it, brother. I'm the retro game guy. That's what I'm going to start calling myself. I'm the retro game guy. I've got a Sega Saturn on order. I've ordered some games for my Vectrex. Let's talk. How can I help you? Well, well, first of all, I've been listening to the show for absolutely ages, and I've always kind of thought, well, one evening I'm going to ring. And tonight is that um, night? Tonight is that night, yeah. But So m my thing is, whenever I play a retro game, it's almost never quite as good as no. when I used to play it when I was younger. It won't be. So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, so I always think that I, I download thousands of these retro games yeah. and then I play them and I play them for a minute yeah. and then I lose interest and I'm like, yeah. it, so is, is it always better in your in your mind? It depends how far back you're going. How, what, what start, how old are you now? What are you, uh, I want to say 38? 40. Oh, within two years. I was within the two years. I'm allowed allow that. Um, and, and what stuff are you going back and playing? How far back are you going? So, well, so I, I have really good memories around, uh, I guess it must have been the early 90s. So Super Nintendo was kind of my thing. Yeah. And uh, I bought Street Fighter 2 yesterday. Yeah. And for me, I, I really like it. And I could remember all the moves, muscle memory. Yes, mate. Kind of without even... <laughs> even thinking about it but the music for me i think is the thing that that brings back all the the enjoyment you know so yeah so like all the all the favorite levels it, I, I just I, I get a lot of pleasure out of the music but not necessarily uh, the game and stuff just, and, just, and it just listen. as well as it. it won't just listen to the soundtracks then if that's the thing you can get the soundtracks just listen to them yeah, 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 I think I, they're on I mean, YouTube. I do, but I always, I, I get that that feeling in my belly of like, oh, I, I, the music's so good. Oh, I, I, I'm now going to play the game. Uh, here's the and thing: then... mo mo most of the, most of the the games won't. I, I quite enjoy. It. I've been going back to Spectrum a lot recently. I've been playing some Spectrum games. I was playing RoboCop on the Spectrum the other oh, day. I remember that, and it was uh, it was crap. But actually, I was having I was having a laugh playing it. I was having fun playing it. I mean, at the moment, I'm go only going back like 20 years and playing Dreamcast and stuff right. around there. And those games are still comparative. Dreamcast. Dreamcast is a great machine, one of my favourites. And those games is, look, still look comparatively good. You know, the technology hasn't come on in the last 20 years. It's not come on as much as it did in the, the, the 10 years, 10, 20 years before that. You know, in, in, from, you got the gap between mm -hmm. 1980 and 2000 is huge. The gap between 2000 yeah. and 2020 is not as big. Right, right. So, so buy, a, buy yourself a dream. Buy yourself a Dreamcast, 45 quid from Sex. Get some games. Get on that and dig it, man. That's all you got to do is dig it. Um, I've not played anything modern for ages. I bought Angry Driving or Dangerous Driving or whatever it's called, but I've not played it because right. I'm just really enjoying the retro kick at the moment I'm 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 having fun I'm having I'm getting pleasure out of it and my twitch viewers are enjoying it and it's you know it's 
That's what it's all about. Uh, I, I saw your Vectrex thing the other day. I thought that was good. Thank you very much. And I've just, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce this, but I'm starting writing for Retro Gamer magazine again very, very soon, which I'm oh, thrilled cool. about. That's I really love that. Uh, Luke, listen, I'm glad you called, man. Thank you. For, did we do the ads? No, we didn't. I've got, got completely forgot. Luke, thank you, mate. If you want to watch me playing retro video games, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do one tomorrow. I'm going to see how I feel in the morning. Uh, I've got Tony Slattery tomorrow. I'm meeting Tony Slattery at two o'clock, which I'm very excited about. A little bit nervous about. i tell you why. I'd actually forgotten how much of an influence he was on me. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that when I was... 15, 14, 15, 16, so 20 years ago, I wanted to be Tony Slattery. I used to tape uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway and watch them over and over again. And I had like t- like a three-hour tape full of Whose Line Is It Anyway. And we, we we did it at school sometimes. After school, some of us would stay behind and do it in the in the hall. And I'd forgotten what, how how I, I think maybe I had a slight crush on Tony Slattery, this really good-looking guy who was just so fast, man, so fast, and everything that fell out of his mouth was hilarious. And I'd forgotten that because it was, it, you know, I went on to other maybe slightly cooler things, and I'd forgotten, actually, that for, for a period of two or three years, him and John Sessions, actually, although I went and saw a John Sessions one-man show, and it was a little bit pompous, I thought, but him and John Sessions were, like, big big uh, factors in my in my mid-teens, and I'm meeting him tomorrow for a coffee, and I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, another 15 minutes, 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, 0344 499 What you got, Boyley? Oh, Barry Manilow's been talking about how um, long he has had to keep the secret of him being gay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two, he's only two years out. Yeah, to it's ev- funny. To everyone Sad. who doesn't know him, I imagine. Yeah. But two years after confirming he's gay, Barry Manilow sits backstage after his Vegas show, this is in the mirror, and tells of his joy at being able to call Gary Keefe, the man he fell for in 1978 wow. and married in 2014, wow. his husband. Wow. Manolo, 75. Because he was married. He was in a heterosexual marriage. Yeah. and uh, He yeah. says he loved her. Yeah. Uh, Manolo, uh, 75, says it's absolutely wonderful. I went through many, many years when I couldn't do that and it would have killed my career immediately. In the years between starting a relationship with Gary, also his manager, and introducing him to the world as his husband... I don't Ma- agree with nepotism. <laughs> Manolo did all he could to hide his sexuality. He said, as soon as the word got out, my career would have been over. It was stupid, but it was true. Everybody knew it, and we had to watch out for making a mistake. Not that everybody didn't know. People are very smart. I thought I wasn't hiding anything, but I was also not publicising it. If I publicised it, especially in the 70s and 80s, no way. Um... Since he came out to People magazine in 2017, he said the reaction of his fans has been positive with not one note of negativity. He says, I knew they'd be okay with it. All they ever cared about was my happiness, and I think they were thrilled because I had someone in my life like Gary. Oh, he met Gary, then a TV executive, in 1978 and knew that was it. They married at their 53-acre Palm Springs estate in April 2014 in a low-key private ceremony. Low-key? Low key. Sorry, I thought that was. That was <laughs> it wasn't the theme. There's an Avengers restaurant. The re- restaurant reference there for you guys. Low key. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, fancy having to keep that secret all that time. Poor old Barry. Yeah. No, I love it, Barry. Yeah. 
Just one voice singing in the darkness. So that's romance. Here's the opposite. All it takes is one voice. Uh, on the international stage, Brits are famed for their bad teeth, but that might not be the only physical characteristics. Yes, stop! Which has people running for the hills. Okay, go on. Beautifulpeople.com is a dating website which has caused controversy precisely because it's only for, well, beautiful people. Um... In case you're not sure how one gets access to such a tool... (laughs) Steady. Here's how it works. Prospective users register their interest and sit tight for 48 hours while existing members of the opposite sex vote on their looks. (laughs) It's a bit scary in Orwellian, but it has over a million members. I'm going to connect with Facebook. They've used tool and members. So maybe that's just uh, people for you. Since its 2002 inception, the site has rejected 8.5 million people worldwide for not being attractive enough. Traits which get the thumbs down from members again members, include, but aren't limited to, bad skin, a large nose, being thin or fat uh, for women, or having either too much or too little hair, men. Uh, Out of these 8.5 million who didn't make the grade, one nationality came up over and over again. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The Brits. Yeah. Racist. It's a racist, horny website. In last place comes the United Kingdom, tied with India, Russia and the Philippines. Jeez, guys, get a grip. As for the most good-looking nation, the Scandinavian countries came out on top here. Uh, Greg Hodge, managing director of Beautiful People, said the results are a bitter pill to swallow. He said Sweden and Norway are proving to be the most aesthetically blessed nations in the world. Screw you. We, we like ugly people over here. We like, we like having it off with ugly people. So screw you. It says here, but it doesn't say in the Damn. actual um, article. Pieces of There's trash. a picture of Greg Hodge. It says Greg Hodge was himself booted off. I don't think that's a position. I think that's uh, him saying that they didn't have him on the site. Yeah, so you boot me off. You're going to boot me. Someone, will someone please boot me off? That's when you get a shoe. Boot up, boot me off. I want to, want to. What nationality is he? I'm doing an accent. I don't know what he is. Greg Hodge sounds, Who is Greg sounds Hodge? like a Brit. Who's the managing director of Beautiful People? Scumbag. Ge- scumbag or genius? 0344 499 <laughs> 1000. <laughs> you decide, guys. I mean... Uh... I would say Britain is stumbling, he says, especially the men because of a general lack of grooming and an inactive pub culture lifestyle. I think that's an old-fashioned view of Britain. Well, Young blokes these days very, are more groomed than the women. Very, very old-fashioned. I'm, 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 yeah, he's a Brit. I'm groomed to within an inch of my life. That's not your oh, life. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on a minute. We're idiots. Oh, we're idiots. We've fallen for his thing. That's just to plug it in Britain. So loads of Brits go, I'll Let's show. see about that. I'll show this fella. Upload. That's, <laughs> oh, that's We're idiots. We've totally fallen for... They're not that big in Britain. So what you do is you go... Well, Brits won't get on because they're just not good looking. I'll show you, mate. I'll show you, sunshine. We're idiots. We totally fell for that. H-L and indeed S. Good evening, Paul. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very, very well, Paul. What can we do for you tonight? I wanted to talk to you about um, the the problem with the toilet water in North America. Oh, no, it says on my screen you are in Canada. Is that correct? That is correct. Beautiful. Okay, Um, talk to me, brother. Yeah, so it's not specific to a New York thing. Um, The water level in the toilets is particularly high. And uh, I spent the first couple of years when I moved here, every time I wanted to have a pee... I'd have to then get toilet paper and wipe up on the, you know, on the... the oh, because it splashes back. On the floor, yeah, the splashback yeah. is hell, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it took you two years adult, to learn how to overcome that. What's the technique? Gentle. Gentle. <laughs> sit down to, you've got to sit down to pee, man. 
Oh, but then don't you... Oh, well, I'm not going to ask that question. No, 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 no. Oh, please. The water's you. not that high. It's not... Well. That, but no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's not that Catherine's big. Catherine's um, making... No, it, it, is, it, is a, a, it is a problem, and one that my father-in-law still hasn't overcome. I can tell you that much. Um, but <laughs> does he... Know, hang on. Are you saying... Are you saying he doesn't wipe up his splashback after him? Not all of it. Oh. Let, let me just say... If he's been here, then we know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. the thing, right? I'm I'm so conscious of splashback in toilets. I wipe up other men's because I'm not sure if it's mine or not. So I'll just wipe it up. I've wiped up so much pee in my life that isn't mine. <laughs> I mean, I have to do that at work sometimes before, you know, but because uh, yeah. they're disgusting. But if it's a ur- if there's a urinal situation, I'm all good. But if it's you know, if it has to go in the yeah. in the toilet, got to be sitting down. Yeah. But but to, and, then, ha- and with regards to the the tipping, yeah. Um, in particular, the service industries, their minimum wage is way lower than the rest. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they, you know, they're so aggressive with the tipping, which I agree is nuts. Oh, I, I don't, I don't listen. I, I prefer Japan, where if you, if, if you, they consider tipping rude. If you leave money in a restaurant, they will chase you down the street and hand it back to you. I prefer that because it's really? straightforward. But I also get that when I go to New York, t- tip is part of the bill. I know that they're paid a lousy wage, so I'm, I'm more than happy yeah. to do it. But I, I, I would really like it written down exactly just tell me how much i'm supposed to give and i will happily happily contribute to to that but i just you know if i give less it's just because i've not got it or because i'm a dumb brit that's all and i and i still get caught out with the pricing as well and i've been here 10 10 years and i'll write something that'll say 6.99 and they'll say oh eight dollars three what oh when are you coming back paul we miss you oh man alive Come back. No plans right now. Come back. I'm not in a big hurry. Not Come, in a big hurry. We miss you. We need, we need you at the moment, Paul. We need sensible people like you, please. You'd be able to stand oh, up again. I know, I've heard. <laughs> Paul, I'm going to go because Paul Ross is here. I just want to squeeze in very quickly if I can. The phones have suddenly gone mental. I don't know why. Uh, let's go to Steve. Hello, Steve. We've got about a minute. Hello. Hello, Steve. Um, minute's no good, really. <laughs> I was going to say, going back to Barry. Yeah. Um... How, how, oh, it's a little bit of a pop quiz. How many people, like gay artists, do you think would still be alive today if they didn't have to go through what they went through years ago? Hang on a minute. Why have they, look, they died? Who, how many gay artists have died? Yeah, you know, the people that have gone through um, issues because, <laughs> you know, they weren't, they weren't accepted. Well, put it that way. Yeah, no, um... Oh, shed loads, probably. Well, Liberace, of course, is the famous one who, who yeah. sued one of the papers in British papers in 1955 or something because uh, they said he was gay, and then he could he couldn't come out because he'd have to pay a fortune. There'll be loads. Yeah. Steve, give us a call tomorrow because we've got to go. That's a good top ten. That oh. We could do that, top ten. Top ten secret gays who suffered because they couldn't be honest about their sexuality. Not half, not (laughs) half. Sensational. (laughs) In number ten, Tchaikovsky, who it's believed drank water tainted with cholera because he was about to expose as a gay man. No. Fact. Ay, 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 ay. Um, Leave him with a smile. Paul Ross, lovely to see you. Good morning. What can we do for you tonight? Uh, Very quickly, um, John Wick 3 is out today. Oh, yeah. It's had some amazingly good reviews, given that one and two were... Great fun, but no brain nonsense. I couldn't so, sit through one. Halfway through, I went. Uh, yeah. Uh, but everyone, two everyone was just a kind of it. two was just a kind of romper stomper. Yeah, yeah. People like it, and we're going to be hearing from Keanu Reeves about wow. John Wick uh, on the show. My little chat with him uh, in the first ten minutes of the program. You speaking to him? Yeah. 
Wow. Did so you, John Wick 3. You, you didn't venture to ask him about B- Bill and Ted 3, did you? I did, yeah. And would he answer it or no? It was he one said, of those. He said there's about as much chance as Matrix 4. Bill and Ted 3 is happening. I know, but whether he's actually going to be directly involved in it, I do oh, not know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, well, that'd be exciting. Big Bill stars. Bill and Ted 2 playing Twister with Death. Oh, I love, I love the Bill and Ted films yeah. so much, man. And I was very lucky because my son, who's now, what, 37, 38, he was the absolute optimum age to see them at the cinema. Yeah. He was just that kind of, you know, just, yeah. it just oh, changed his life. I love it. I love him. Um, anything else, very quickly? Uh, we're talking a bit of the paranormal. We're also off to Jamaica because there's a dream job up for grabs, yes. a place called the Pelican Bar. It's about a 20-minute boat ride off Montego Bay, yeah. and they're looking for somebody. It's slightly PR-oriented with Virgin and Jodie Kids involved, but they're looking for somebody to work there all summer this summer. Wow, there the you go. The dream job. So it could go. be you. Okay. Well, maybe what? not you, Ian. Not we, we miss you here. I'm so busy. it could be Kath because she's the fulcrum that holds this station together. She is indeed the fulcrum, of course was the venue in Slough where I saw the young ones at the age of 11. Just to throw that out there for anybody, any, any fans of Slough. Uh, that <laughs> is all it. you Berkshire faces. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Catherine. Don't forget, podcasts are plenty. Go on iTunes, go on Acast, go wherever you normally go. Type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, talk radio, stuff like that. That will... Uh, uh, people are saying don't shake Ian Lee's hand during the handover, Paul. Ignore Roger. He's uh, steady. Uh, we will be back tonight at 10. Stay tuned, though. Coming up after one, it's Paul Ross on Talk Radio. Talk radio, digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 